This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Ooh, if you've taken NyQuil, go to The Advocates. Man, I just took a DayQuil, a shot of DayQuil, like 30 seconds ago. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal, but very necessary today. Oh, man. You know, like when you take something and it makes you shiver? Yeah. Oh. Dude, DayQuil works, but it's gnar, bro. Gnar. Uh, it is the Monty Show. Again, we are presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, if you've been in a wreck, my friends, do not trust your insurance company. If you're sitting here asking yourself, you know, I got hit, hit by a car. I got knocked off my motorcycle. Uh, I got hurt at work. Do I need an attorney? The answer is always yes. If you're asking if you need an attorney, the answer is yes. Go to the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Chat with them online right now for free. In fact, you know, it's always no out-of-pocket expense when you go to the Advocates. See, you don't pay the Advocates unless and until they win your case. utahadvocates.com. You can chat with them right now online about your situation at utahadvocates.com. A lot to get to today. Um... One of the things I want to get to on this show is this question about Kyrie Irving. And I think this is a really important question. And I know that Kyrie is mercurial and not well understood. I know he's a complex bro, but I think Kyrie Irving's not worth it. Mm -hmm. And this idea that he's not going to be suspended for these tweets and then this interaction he had with Nick Friedle from ESPN is crazy. You'll hear all that. You're going to hear from Tom Brady in football at 50. But why don't we start with one of the best stories in all of sports, and that is the Utah Jazz. How good of a story are the Jazz? And, you know, they sweep two from Memphis. You feel really good about what the Jazz are doing. But, Jake, I guess the overall question here is, are the Utah Jazz a playoff team? Yeah, you know, I think that's a, a, a crazy question for us to be asking. Like, you know, if we, if we had asked that question before the season, everyone would have been like, what are you like? Are you insane? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? You know, and, and I think now with the with the way that they're playing, they've kind of skyrocketed themselves into into the conversation. I mean, when, when you show the ability to beat a team like Memphis, you know, and, and beat them handily, it, it forces forces the question and yeah so yeah I mean I think if if yeah if they can continue to play this way like yeah I think they have an opportunity to get into the playoffs I I know for a fact we were talking about the fact that they could scrape into the play-in you know and and when when I say they can be a playoff team I think that they're good enough to to get through the play-in it feels like and 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 get into a series maybe but I I still maintain that that it'll be interesting to see you know, how relevant or how around the injury bug is for this team, you know, are they able to stay healthy for most of the year? Because I, I do think that's going to be a, a requirement for this team. They're not a team that can sustain, you know, a, a marketing issue or a Beasley issue or a, a Vanderbilt issue, 
and still get the job done. That that so that to me would be the only thing that that would limit what they can do. But if if everything remains the same, if if this is kind of what we get, then yeah, I do think they're capable of making the playoffs. Will they be able to beat teams like you know the top dogs in the West? Probably not. You're probably not beating the Warriors regularly or the Suns or whatever. But they're beating most of the mid-level talent so far. And that's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that's wh- that's how you make the NBA playoffs. You got to win the team. You got to win the games against teams um, that are beatable. And it's, it's surprising that this team is so good defensively. I think that's the biggest surprise that I have. I think we all expected this team to be competitive. I just don't know that we expected Malik Beasley to shoot this well or that they could shoot 40% from three and win games doing it. I mean, it's just remarkable to me that here we sit, and this is a team that is really defending. The ball movement is spectacular. I I, I don't know how else to describe it. And you look at the numbers coming out of that game last night, and quickly you realize that the the Jazz are just playing better basketball than you are. That's really what this comes down to. And I think if you really take the time to look at how they're winning these games, they're getting timely shooting, they're moving the basketball, and again, I think they're just playing really, really solid defense, and I'm so impressed with that. Yeah, I think situationally, you know, they're really good. I think Will Hardy's done a a great job of, of, of initially here kind of diagnosing what each player's good at and and trying to get them in the position to execute at what they're good at so like as an example you know you're 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 basically telling jordan clarkson hey look for your shot right like you're gonna be you're gonna be the spark on offense but don't force it don't don't play one-on-one constantly like what you want to do is you want to use the pick and roll you want to get into some space and then understand your options and try to make the best decision. And, and I think that ultimately, and, and that's kind of what you were saying, like they're, they're, they're making good decisions, which leads to, you know, good looking basketball, high level basketball. And I think that's the thing you will know, like this team inevitably will go through a stretch this season where they're not playing good basketball. And what that will look like is them not moving the ball and them kind of forcing it and like and then they will come back to what they're doing now and so that's what impresses me about will hardy there was this whole raging thing about you know is will better than quinn or where does will stack up i'm not even really interested in that conversation i'm just interested in the fact that the guy has these guys looking for the correct basketball play at the right time and that's why they're beating teams like the grizzlies that's why the timely shooting has been so consistent because these guys are getting quality looks. Well, I also think when you shoot 40% from three, you're going to win a lot of games. Um, Some of the numbers that stand out last night, uh, they gave up 42 free throws in that game. And thankfully, Memphis only shot 54% from the free throw stripe, which is shocking. Um, But they're winning games by moving the ball. 26 assists to 14 assists. They won the assist battle last night. Um, Six blocks last night. 16 turnovers last night. Um, Just, I mean, they're just playing really good basketball and playing really good defense. Now, the foul thing, you're going to have to foul less. I I don't think there's, you cannot commit 30 fouls a game. You cannot. And expect to win, that's not going to work. Yeah, and I I think that... You know that forty percent from three number, I think, is is something that we should we should pay attention to because last year 
you know, for all you people who listen every day and for the hardcore jazz fan, you know that number, right? Like 40% from three is a number you're very familiar with. And and I think it's important yeah. to understand that last year's team, you know, when we talked about them shooting 40% from three, the quality of that look that they were getting was not near the quality of look that these guys are getting. So like Malik Beasley, to me, is not the shooter uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is, right? The problem is... You mean is that, that multimillionaire who got a huge contract extension yes, from Detroit? That you gave away uh, for a, a very generous charity donation to the Detroit Pistons. Yes, I don't know guy. why I can't get over that deal. Well, because it's that bothersome. That deal still pisses me off. Uh, it, it's bothersome on some level. Like, you, you always have... Like, I feel like in the NBA, from a business standpoint, there's always casualties, meaning that there's always guys that that end up being given away that, you know, are valuable and, you know, could have contributed. But I feel like if Bogey was still here, uh, you know, on the other hand, if he was still here, I don't know that he would necessarily fit into this group great because this group is a high-energy group. This group is one that works really hard on defense. And Bogdanovich is not some great defender. He's not a guy that's quick or fast or, like, super mobile. Like, he, he is a, a, a sniper. He is a three guy that kind of hopes to get the job done on defense, hopes to make it passable, I guess, is, is kind of what he tries to do. So, yeah, I mean, it is frustrating that Bogdanovich goes to the Pistons. They light it up, and, and you know, not last night, but the night before they're playing the Warriors, and he's just knocking it down, man. Like, it, like the combination of, you know, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and Bogdanovich is a tough one. But the point just is, for the Jazz, I, I think that, yeah, it was unfortunate you gave him away essentially like I don't think that's too harsh to say but I think the trade-off for that has been you do have a nice young group here and the expectations are relatively low and it is easy to feel good about yourself and so it'll be I'm just curious like how long can this caliber of basketball be sustained how long will they stay disciplined in you know the scheme essentially yeah. how long will they continue to like a lot of the points like Markinen last night has a huge night probably five or six times he got easy buckets off of, you know, weak side cuts off of Jordan Clarkson, just driving. Like those are the type of things they're looking for. And that, that is what you don't see a lot in the league right now. So I don't know, like, honestly, I'm not sure how a team is going to stop them exactly right now. I'm not sure what that looks like because you can't really stop a guy from driving off the weak side wing, you know, like that's not, like there's no defense for that. No, and I, I, but I think they also have they also have the ability to, um, you know, I think they also have the ability to play multiple styles defensively. Like I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't think you're wrong. I just think that this team is has the athletes now to play multiple, like to beat John Morant. I mean, he you allowed him to score 37 points, but they effectively shut everybody off last night. And again, I just think Vanderbilt's defense is so it's so good. It is so good. And I, I to me that that's what's really standing out about this team is the want to and the the absolute desire to be the best defensive team in the NBA, I think is really impressive. And that really stands out to me. Your comments on the Utah Jazz are always welcome. We'll get those in fifteen seconds after we hear this from the advocates. You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need. Hi. 
Is that Hello? better? Jake is Jake Hello? is like, hey dude, you gotta fix your hair. It looks terrible. I didn't say it looks terrible. What, I said, why like, do you, you care? Have this little poof in front. Yeah, so look at like I'm just look, trying to look help. at this thing. Like I'm whatever trying, this is. I'm just it, trying to help, man. That's all. Is that better? <laughs> I'm just trying to help. That you know. Went and saw my guy Jay Tapa last <laughs> night. Got the got the wig got the wig cut last night. Yeah. It's all good. You yeah. know. You there know. you go. Yeah. It's see, fine. that's better. That's is that better? better? You yeah, you that's approve? Better. Yeah. What are you, Vidal Sassoon over here? Yeah. Take it easy. Let's get your thoughts on the Utah Jazz. They win. Uh, take two straight from Memphis. They're in Dallas tomorrow. Uh, let's start off with my Chase, who says, uh, morning, fellas. Hope your Halloween was good. We got to talk about Halloween, by the way. Yeah. Because yeah. this whole adult trick-or-treating thing, no. All due respect. Dude, it's not okay. It's not okay. You cannot be a full-grown <laughs> Hair on your chest. You have B.O. coming up to the door asking for a Twix bar. You, no. The answer is no. That's, that's not going to do it at all. Uh, to answer your question directly, Mike Chase. Um, he says, I think the Jazz might be a playoff team. Not completely sold on them just yet because I don't know this team yet. I think the only thing you need to know is that they are willing and wanting defenders and they shoot the lights out on, on good nights. I mean, Malik Beasley, am I the only one that's really impressed by what he's done recently? I mean, last night, Malik Beasley gave you 18 off the rack, 7 to 12 from the floor, 4 of 9 from 3, 4 rebounds, 4 dimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's solid for a bench guy. Yeah. You know, now you understand why he was in such demand around the league. You got, I thought Colin Sexton looked great at times last night. Mm -hmm. um, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, I don't know that it really matters because he plays a good amount of minutes, but... I just like what this team is doing. I mean, I, I think, obviously, I think we're starting to see Talon Horton Tucker's ability. Um, again, another guy that can play multiple styles of basketball, which I really like. Um, and that doesn't even account for the fact that I thought he got really nice balanced scoring, although Jordan Clarkson was, at times, terrible. <laughs> not terrible, terrible. Um, he was not good last night. But you're not relying on one guy anymore. Yeah. If he's struggling, Markinen's putting up 31. If... If Markinen's struggling, you know, Mike's scoring 15. Like, you just have different guys that are contributing across this lineup, and I think that's why uh, if, you're a, if you're a Utah fan, that's why you should be excited. Kenai Johnson, good morning to you. You're being a jerk today. <laughs> you know, I, I got like three Dude, hours of sleep last night. I, I, this is what we do now. This is why. Why do we do that? For BYU. Okay. Um... <laughs> But so Jake got me sick. So Jake had the, the infection. Um, he went back to his girlfriend. He got sick. Like, you know, all the things that you should never do. Right. And then he passed on that infection to me now. So last night I woke up. I went to bed at like 9. Woke up at 1130 having a coughing fit. Uh -huh. And I was basically up to about 110, 115. And then like every five minutes I was waking up and going the back to sleep. The antibody cocktail. It's it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Today will be nap day. Mm -hmm. So I don't need any of your garbage today. Listen, sir. I'm just trying to have fun with it, okay? Kanai says, top of the morning, fellas, can we beat the Mavs, Suns, and Warriors in the West? I don't know if you can beat those teams in the playoffs. Um, I, I, think, I think the Mavs you can have your way with. I think they're a slow plotting team that I think you can get a lot of easy buckets on. The Suns and the Warriors, on the other hand, I think will be difficult for you because they play with pace. They're very good defensively. They can be physical when yeah. they need to be. They're not. They, I don't think those two teams look to be physical, but they can match physicality, which I think is an, an important trait. 
And I also think last night, early in the game, you, you, you saw something that that I think is a weak point on this Jazz team, which is physicality. I don't think that this Jazz team has a great answer for when guys like Dylan Brooks are are bullying marketing. There's not a great – you don't have a guy on this team right now that can answer that, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, this is not a super physical league, but I think – in the playoffs or in 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 games against you know the Suns or like against Luca, Luca's going to look to be physical against this team. That's part of his game, and and that'll be interesting to see how they answer that because I don't feel like they're a, a super physical team. That's not really their style. Do you need to be physical to win? Um, yeah, I think on some nights you do. Yeah, I think it's required. I think you have to be able to set a tone. Yeah. yeah, well, certainly we'll watch that. Jesse Harsh, good morning. Morning, boys. I'm here for the hard-hitting questions. Best costume you've worn. I don't believe you've ever worn a costume once. No. Not Never, co- not, not one not time in your entire guy. life. No, as a kid, I did. As a kid, I did. But Well, Thomas the Tank doesn't count. Well, that's still a costume, though. I mean, come on. As an adult, well, I think the, the only costume I've ever worn was that of a male stripper. I'm a um, man! But, you know, that wasn't on Halloween either, so I guess that doesn't count. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big dress-up guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a... Okay. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, good morning, go Suns. Go Devin Booker. Thank you. Uh, code N9N3 says, good morning, gents. Hi, Code. Uh, Aztec says, best costume, full-out Darth Vader last night, voice box and all. Wow. Oh boy. Did you really? Yeah, let's hear your. If you dressed up for Halloween, let's hear what you. Let's hear what you did. Uh, Teddy Wayman, how the heck are you? Gage Carter says, "Morning, guys. I think Dylan Brooks stepping over Mike Conley lit a fire that even Ja couldn't put out." I, Dylan Brooks is kind of a jerk. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'd love to have him on on my team, but that guy's kind of a jerk. And I think, I just think they shot the ball so well last night. It was going to be tough to beat the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, and that's I think what that, it came down that to. That old adage of like, you know, the the superstar on any given team is going to get his, so Jaw is going to get thirty seven. But if you're able to yeah. stop everybody yes. else, then you're probably going to win the game. And I think that's the amazing thing about this team. Like, I I I, I don't think. So obviously it needs to be said that nobody saw this team performing at this level, no. right? I think a lot of people had questions, including myself, about, you know, how this team was going to come together and how like how legitimate is Will Hardy as a head coach and I think that the the thing with it is that the I think because the expectations were were lower, like you know, the conversation was is this team going to even be I, like there were people saying this team wasn't going to win 20 games. You know, I mean, that was the low end of it, low end of the extreme. I always felt like they were a 30 win team right out the gate. And I think because the expectations were so low, it just allowed them to, to focus on fundamentals like on, on, Hey, okay. If I have the ball on the strong side, there's probably a guy that I can find in the corner or on the weak side wing. Like that's a basic basketball concept that I feel like this team utilizes really well and it gets them wide open look after wide open look. And it's really interesting to see how the half court game with this team is going to evolve because I think even from the first game, it has evolved a little bit. I see little things that that they do better now than they did, you know, in their first couple of games. So that's why I say like I think this team still has things that they can get better at they still can play a little bit higher level 
of basketball, and that's going to be required if they have any aspirations of, you know, even sniffing a, 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 a playoff series. They're going to have to be really good, but I, I, I think they're capable of it. It's just going to be a matter of, A, staying healthy, but B, being disciplined within the scheme that Will Hardy has given them to play in. Because when they are, you see the results. You see a 20, uh, 10, 12-point win, whatever it was, last night. You know, you see a good quality performance against what a lot of people would tell you is an NBA Finals contender in the Grizzlies. So I just think it's impressive. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it is impressive. Impressive is the word that I would use. I would agree with that 100%. No doubt about it. Uh, salty drunk. Stop being nice. It, it feels weird to me. When you're nice, salty, drunk, it feels weird. He says, morning, guys. Have a great show. Like, what, do you need something? Are you going to ask me for a loan? Like, what, why are you being nice? You know what I mean? Like, when your bro, who's usually a jerk, is like, hey, bro, man, that's a really good outfit, dude. Hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? Like, that's what that feels like. Yeah. Me. That's what that feels like to me. So, there you have it. Uh, really hope Ainge doesn't flip Lori for picks. Eh, maybe. Could be. I think that depends on where this team is in the second half. Uh, Jazz playoffs, 50 games. Yeah, I don't see him winning 50 games. I don't see that happening. Uncle Jimmy. Yes, the Jazz are a force and they will make the playoffs. We will just enjoy the ride. Yeah, as you should. As you should. As you should. Mina Gray says, uh, good evening from the Philippines. Good evening, Mina Gray. Appreciate you being here. Dylan Brooks might be the most hated man in Utah. Uh, well, well, there's still that guy named Russell Westbrook, so, you know. Was he involved in the Stephen Adams thing? Who? Dylan Brooks. Did you see that, by the way? That's it. So he basically, I don't remember who he shoved, but uh -huh. he shoved one of the jazz men into Stephen Adams, and I think Adams broke his jaw. Hmm. And this was after the technical foul, so screw him. You know, it is what it is. It's really despicable. Uh, Jake Sperling, what's up? Could, couldn't deal with either Lori or Conley injury for such a long stretch, I think, but almost everyone else uh, could be covered. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Jake also says, so Dylan Brooks broke Steven's jaw when he threw Vando. Was it Vanderbilt? Uh, into him. Haven't heard a better explanation. Yeah, I mean, that looked like it hurt. I mean, my God. Yeah. I, I just, like the stepping over Conley thing, is it a technical foul? Probably. But it, you're just being a jerk. Yeah, that's, well, that's who he is as a player. I mean, that's it, it, he is an a-hole. Like, that's who he is. <laughs> do you, you like know? him or not like him? Uh, I'd like him if he was on my team. I hate him because he's on the Grizzlies. Like, it, like that's what, you know, that's what it is. I, I think that, you know, you, you love that playoff. Like, I, I would love to set Dylan Brooks loose on Luka Doncic. I would love that because he would be – Super physical with them. They like it would be a battle. Like that's the kind of guy Dylan Brooks is, and that's what you. But do you do want Dylan Brooks on your team? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I, I would. would love Dylan Brooks yeah. on my team. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that the NBA is soft, and I think that there are guys in the league who have a brand for being physical, and I think the officials cater to that. Like that's why I think Pat Bev has been able to make such a career on what he's well done. and that's the guy that i was going to say like patrick beverly's a guy that you want on your team but you know when when you're going against him you hate him and i think okay. dylan yeah dylan brooks is very similar to that guy i don't hate dylan brooks i just understand what he is yeah and what he is is he's a jerk he's a guy that tries to stir the drink and yep. he does a good job of that and i mean the i think the far more important player to them is brandon clark who if memory strikes me left that game hurt too so yeah 
I mean, I, I don't know. Dylan Brooks, I think, is a really interesting conversation. Sir Robin, good morning. The previous Jets had already reached their zenith, so blowing up the roster was a really good thing. Well, I, I think now people can, you know. Uh, Jake Sperling said, Tony Jones made the point that any boy on minutes would basically take Lori's minutes and that non-starters with this, and that's a non-starter with this, Lori Markin. Well, I don't, I'm not advocating to keep Boyan Bogdanovich on the team. What irks me about the Detroit trade is that you got nothing for him. You know, with all due respect, Kelly Olenek, I mean, is he not a guy you can replicate 10 different ways with a bunch of different dudes? I think he is. With all due respect. Right? I mean, I mean, he's given you solid contributions, but that's all you got for, for Boyan Bogdanovich when the Lakers were desperate? I mean, it, it, yeah, that's what I hate about it. I'm not saying that Boyan needs to be here. What I'm saying is it would have been nice to get something more than nothing. I mean, seriously. Neville93 says, good morning, Monty. Neville, what's up? Good to see you. David Morris, I'm not sure why you don't like KO. He is a pretty good three-point shooter and plays pretty decent defense. KO? What am I missing? Who's KO? Yeah, who's KO? I, I, I'm not oh, even... Oh, Kelly Olenek. Oh, Kelly Olynyk. Well, it's not that I don't like Kelly Olynyk, but he's you can replicate that guy. I mean, he's not he doesn't do anything special, he doesn't do anything unique. He's an older player. Um I mean, he's just not What is special about Kelly Olynyk? If I put Kelly Olynyk and Boyan Bogdanovich next to each other, every NBA general manager is taking Boyan. That's my issue. It's not that Kelly Olynyk sucks but you needed more than Kelly Olenek for Boyan Bogdanovich. That, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's that Pretty simple. cut and dry. Sorry to wake you up. Thank you. Uh, Salty Drunk says, how about my boy Jock killing it at the Suns? Hey, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Fan favorite. Yeah, you know. I mean, it is what it is, right? 626 uh, on the Monty Show. Uh, our jazz talk, as always, is brought to you by our good friends at Triday Trading. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Listen, again, here we are. About 6.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, how much are you dreading going to work today? How much are you dreading, you know, thinking to yourself, man, how am I going to pay my way out of this credit card debt? Hey, how am I going to afford my mortgage in November? Today's mortgage day. It's November 1st. How strapped are you because of your mortgage? Stop living that life. I'm begging you to stop living that life. Take action and build a better life for you and your family. Build the life you've always dreamed of by becoming a day trader with trydaytrading.com. And listen, I understand people always ask me, oh, is it legitimate? Being a day trader is absolutely a, a legitimate way to change your life. Walk away 180 degrees from the life you live to the life that you want because you can become you you can become anything you want as a day trader. And if you go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty, watch the free webinar. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to spend money. I'm not asking you to make some big old commitment. Go watch a free webinar and make your choice because, again, and I, I say this really seriously and I mean this, it's time to stop talking about the life you should have, right? So many people right now are like, man, I should be driving a Lambo. I should be in a five-bedroom house with three bathrooms and a jet tub. I should be this. I should be at Disneyland. I should be on vacation. Well, you're not because you're not, right? You're not on vacation because you're not doing the things you need to do to be able to afford that. 
to be able to afford that nicer house. At TridayTrading.com, they're going to not only teach you, mentor you, and coach you, they are going to walk you through the process of becoming a day trader, and they are going to teach you how to live that life in the long term and by the way your first trades when you're when you're ready to rock and roll your first trades are not with your money your first trades are with tridaytrading.com's money and if you make money with their money they split the profit with you 50 50. that's how confident they are that they can make you a prolific day trader stop worrying about your debt start building your life at trydaytrading.com monty make sure you tell them you heard about it on the monty show go watch the free webinar and do what so many people have done. Go watch the webinar and then DM me and let's talk about it. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me if you watch that webinar and you still think I'm crazy. And I had this conversation with a, a bro last couple of weeks ago who's like, I, I'm going to do it just to tell you what an idiot you are. You go and watch it and what happens? Oh, well, maybe actually you're not an idiot and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved in it. That's what happens. Yeah. So check them out. Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show presented by Tri-Day Trading. What's up, my guy? New York Monty fan. Good to see you. Jazz outplayed the Grizzlies and the refs. Really fun game to watch. There were a lot of like ticky-tack fouls. Yeah. There were a lot of like, well, really? Because, dude, you get those kind of calls because of guys like Dylan Brooks. When they know it's going to be physical, when they know that they got to keep a grip on the game, you're going to get some of those like, really, we're blowing the whistle on that type calls. Like, that's what happens. I, there are so many calls that in, in in the NBA. It's a tough game to officiate. I totally get it. Yeah. Just don't blow the whistle. It's a non-call. Yeah. It's a, if if you would just let guys play and and let it be a non-call, I'm telling you the game would be so much better off. But these guys want to blow the whistle repeatedly. And again, this is why that this this is why um, you look at the free throw disparity. Memphis shot. 42 free throws last night. Yes, yes, yes. The Jazz shot 22 free throws. Yeah. It was the difference in the game. It's why it's why Memphis lost the game. They were 23 of 42. They shot 54% from the stripe. Can't do that and win. Yeah. Cannot do that and win. Scott Mansfield says, I've been watching the clips and clips of Laker bros claiming we are going to give them our best players. Why would we even consider it? Well, I would tell you that you're not going to keep this roster together the entire year. You're not winning a championship. I think the Jazz would like to be a playoff team with the amount of picks they have in the first round and the amount of talent in this upcoming draft. You're going to wind up trading a guy like a Malik Beasley. Now, is that to the Lakers? I have no idea. I don't know. But if the Lakers offer you the best deal and you can get another first round pick, why would you not do that? Ask yourself that question. Why would we not make that trade? Yeah. If we, it, it, because I'm telling you, they had a deal done with the Lakers and the Jazz just chose not to do it. The Jazz walked away from it. And it's inexplicable that you walked away from trading Boyan Bogdanovich to the Lakers. And instead you traded him for Kelly Olynyk to the Pistons. I, I just, I, that's, and again, not to be redundant because I know we've talked about the, the boy on trade, but that's what pisses me off about that trade so much is yeah. he should be with the Lakers and the, the Jazz should have two first-round picks yeah. that they don't currently have. That's what's so frustrating about it. NY Monty fan says Dylan Brooks is, is a new and improved Pat Bev. Don't disagree. Also says, guys, 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 guys. You hey guys. want on your own team but hate to play. Yeah, hey guys. Guy, guys you want on your team. 
but you hate to play against them. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Guys, 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 guys. guys. Uh, David Morris says, I'm a former, I was Farmer Joe. Oh, your costume. I was Farmer Joe to go along with my daughter, who was a scarecrow, watching over a pumpkin patch. The pumpkin being her pregnant belly. Okay. 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 That feels a little awkward. Pause, uh, bro. Pause. David, that, you, I mean, um, you know. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, Dale Donuts. <laughs> Good morning, gents. Went uh, to the Jazz game last night. I don't remember the crowd being this large on a weekday for a team that was not expected to be good. Well, I think that's also one of the, the great stories of this year. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt the crowd has been madness. Yeah, well, I think it, when it's fun to go to, fans are going to go to it. Like, And know. I still maintain that black uniform on that floor. It's nice, dude. Baby. It's nice. Hey, bae. Like, that's a nice floor. That's a nice uniform for sure. Yeah, Mark Hale says, you guys saw my costume. Mark Hale's dressed up as a fan of the Monty show. Yeah, as a, as a tried and true casual. You and, know? and I have to tell you, that was... I mean, that was rather brilliant. That was quite remarkable. Yeah. I mean, Quite you know. remarkable. Yeah, Zayman casual. says, Danny appears to have faked everyone out. This team isn't a rebuild. It's a retool. It looks like a reload. I mean, I mean, how long have we been I saying that? I feel like man? we've been saying that. Yeah, I feel like we've been the only people saying they're not rebuilding. Yeah, I agree. The biggest stories in sports this morning presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, make sure without hesitation that you get to Quick Quack Car Wash. And again, I tell you, the Quick Quack Car Wash in South Jordan, uh, the district, right there on 114th, right next to uh, Canes. Yes. Canes, thank you. Um. They're grand opening. They're open now, but they're doing a grand opening event starting the 16th. Mm -hmm. That's my car wash. And I can't wait because they're giving away their top tier wash for free. The first hundred people, I think it is, get a gift bag. Like the 16th is going to be crazy. So show up November 16th. Can you guys believe it's November already? No. Dude, it's November. No, I can't. It is November already. And even though you're not single anymore because you caved, um, we're like, we're ready for snowboarding. And hey guys. What? Nothing. Tell Nothing. me I'm wrong, man. You are. Jerk. Uh, the point is we're ready for snowboarding, going to Tahoe without Jake for my birthday. Like totally fired up. Cannot wait. <laughs> what? You're ruthless, bro. What do you mean? Anyway, the point is I cannot wait. I'm totally fired up. Um, but that also means snow, salt, get to quick quack car wash. They're always friendly. I was there the other day. Um, there was a line on Saturday. I've, I think maybe I was there five minutes max. Even when there's a line, they move quickly. The people are super friendly. Bring your kids because they have the coolest lights in that tunnel. Like, it's so fun at Quick Quack Car Wash. But I think one of the biggest stories in sports this morning is this Kyrie Irving thing. Did you guys see this, this incident? Is that the right thing to call it? I don't know. An incident? I don't know that it's an incident. I think it's a I think it's a classic Kyrie back and forth with the media. This is what he does. Yeah, I think he does not like accountability. Nick Friedel from ESPN was questioning Kyrie Irving, and you may have seen that Kyrie Irving tweeted about a book and a movie that is it's heinous, dude. It is I'm not gonna say the name of it. I'm really not gonna get into it that much, but essentially it's a book and a movie. That's just full of anti-Jewish rhetoric. It is really nasty. Yeah. Kyrie tweeted about it. The Nets, uh, from what we had heard yesterday, had thought about, they had had internal discussions about cutting 
Kyrie Irving, but he agreed to delete the tweet and he had agreed to apologize as strong. He had agreed to admit it was a mistake. And Nick Friedel was one of the first guys to question him about this incident and it did not go well. Why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults and it's true. So. I wasn't identifying with anything of being a campaigning, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post. And it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it, I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the title? People are going to say that you are Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. it's not You put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff is Great. not so let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. You're human free being. to post I can what, post whatever I want, so say that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But, but it's not me. Nothing. By no people that you're making you up, bro. Move on. But by posting move what on. you Next did, question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, "You guys have any more questions?" Because this is going to be a clip. Beliefs. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Oh, this is another answering your question. Oh my God! Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. Kyrie, basketball related. Wow, <laughs> what a dick! First of all, like I mean, if you're going to be Kyrie Irving. And this is the thing that I think Kyrie and a lot of famous people don't want to understand. And I think they understand that they just don't want to admit it. You have to be responsible for the things you say and do. And when you tweet about things that are anti-Jewish rhetoric and anti-Semitic, you need to be held accountable for that. Yeah, next question. And he doesn't want to do that. And when he's asked by a reputable reporter, Nick Friedel is an NBA guy for ESPN, well-known, professional, has a very good reputation. He didn't ask an outlandish question. Kyrie Irving just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, next question. And I think that Kyrie Irving handled this incredibly, incredibly poorly. Like it was, I mean, that is an ugly, ugly incident. And I just don't understand why this is acceptable. Why is this okay that Kyrie Irving's allowed to act that way because yeah, please I, respect my privacy. I just question. don't think it's like you're sitting up there saying, "Don't dehumanize me, bro." Nobody's dehumanizing you. Nick Friedel's not there trying to make an Instagram clip to be famous. You just don't want to be held accountable for the the heinous things that you tweeted. And I this is this is what athletes don't understand. You have to be held accountable for the things you tweet. Like I, I sent you a story about a sideline reporter the other day. Yeah who resigned, and I think it was from the University of Tennessee, because when she was in, I think, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade, she tweeted the N-word a bunch of times. Yeah. And it came back. 
And so she resigned because people called her a racist. Because when you tweet the N-word, you look like a yeah. racist. And when you tweet anti-Semitic rhetoric and people ask you about it, you should be held accountable for the things that you tweet. And I think this is absolutely ridiculous. And again, I ask, if you're the Lakers, does this is this the guy you want to represent your franchise? Because the Lakers are still trying to trade for Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed by it. And if you're Joe Sy, who is the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, how did you not cut this guy? Like, I, I would have cut, honestly. At some point, winning has to take a backseat to humanity. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, we see this all the time with politics and athletes and basically any high-profile, you know, person in our world. And I, and I think Kyrie in particular... Um. Yeah, wants to just tweet whatever he wants, and then he and then he tries to run from it. And I and I and what I think, and this is why I've always said, like guys don't understand that if they would just simply say something to the effect of, "Hey, yeah, I did tweet that, and yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, an anti-Semitic, but I understand why me tweeting that, you know, obviously was not a great look, and so I took the tweet down, and that's that's kind of where it's at, you know." Like, if guys would just say that, if guys would just say, yeah, I tweeted this or I did that or I said this or I, you know, made a mistake here, they would have to live with this for a day, like one media session, and then you could move on from it, right? Like, <laughs> it's that, it, to me, it's that simple. But Kyrie Irving and guys like Kyrie Irving, who are huge NBA stars or high-profile athletes or politicians don't want to go that route. They want to take the more difficult route, which is no, no, no. Like I'm going to run and deflect and attack you and you're the a-hole and it's not about me, even though the reporter wouldn't be there unless you had tweeted or done something like that's what I don't understand that that's where I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you truly do just don't want to be asked about it. You would just prefer that you could just play basketball, tweet whatever you yeah. want, and there wouldn't be such a thing as the media. Yeah, and I, it, it's, and this is, this goes back to LeBron James and Anthony Davis riding their bike down alleys during, you know, Black Lives Matter parades, but talking about how they want to be in the lead, and like, I get it. You guys have huge platforms, but you have to understand that there's great responsibility that comes with that. Like, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with having the kind of influence and following that big-time NBA players have. And I think there's just a lot of guys who don't want that. If you don't want that, don't be on Twitter and social media. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think that's asking that much. I, I really don't. You, man, the, it, it is, I don't, I'm not sure it's even a, a discussion or an argument. A guy like LeBron James has far more sway than the president of the United States, yeah. than... I mean, just about anybody else, especially in the black community, a guy like LeBron James has far more sway than Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or you know any political figure. Yet, I think LeBron wants to have that sway when he wants to have it. Yeah. And then he just wants to be able to live his life and do whatever he wants and doesn't want to be accountable. Well, it doesn't work that way, man. Yeah. You know, like that's the... That's the thing that I think so many people don't want to. It's the reality. It's your reality. Like you get to a certain Man. level and you have a responsibility. And that's why I say like Kyrie Irving is, is a drama queen. And this is like when we talked or, you know, before the season about like 
the Nets and what they're going to be able to accomplish this season and just how far they can go. Like, this is my problem with this team. Like, yes. You, and, and really, I would tell you, this is my problem with, with the organization. If I'm being honest, like, yeah, I agree with you. You should have cut his ass already. Like, he shouldn't even be on Absolutely, your team. they should have cut him. Right? Like, Absolutely. And you wouldn't be here dealing with this and having to put out statements or whatever about internal discussions that you may have had about cutting Kyrie Irving and then furthermore having to deal with the question of if you had internal discussions about cutting a player who tweeted something that was anti-Semitic on the heels of Kanye West's anti-Semitic rant thing situation like it's a bad look for your organization you could make the case people can make the case that Joe Sy is an extension on some level of Kyrie Irving because he won't cut Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that's right. I think you can. And and that's a problem. And that's why I say, dude, like we have to stop putting winning before being a good person. And that's never going to happen, right? That's an idealist thing. Like that's a perfect world scenario. But we have to do that at some point. And I, and, and I don't know when that happens. I don't know if it ever happens. I don't even know if it's possible for it to happen. But guys like Kyrie Irving should make you appreciate the guys in the league and in sports who are never a problem and perform at a really high level. Yep, I agree. If you're watching this show right now on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, like this video. It really helps our channel grow. Uh, we've got two months to get to 10,000. So... Um, got to get that work in, man. We got to get your rolling. friends. Bring yeah. your people. Yeah, we're, uh, we're... I think we're somewhere around... I don't even know where we we're are. We're approaching 87. Yeah, we're we? approaching 8,000. Um, yeah, so if you could give us a thumbs up right now, like this, like this video so that it helps us grow, uh, that would be great. Yeah, we're just about 7,700. We're trying to get to 10,000 by the end of the year. Uh, let's see. Uh, Freedom USA says BYU needs to fire their coach. We need a new coach. Yeah, I would totally disagree with that. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, if you want to be in sports, stay out of politics. The funny thing is, the two are so closely aligned. Yeah. Yet... So many athletes can't get it right when it comes to talking about or, or messaging on politics. It's crazy. Alex Chacon, good morning, Alex, says, uh, oh, no, Kyrie, is that the consequences of your actions? Yeah, and that's a tough part. I feel like I, I, specifically with Kyrie Irving, like I, I, I do very much feel like he just wants to do whatever he wants and doesn't want to be held accountable, and it's like, it's like, dude, like, that's just not how the world works. Like, it's not. Like, it, it, like I, yeah. I, 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 there's no getting around this concept that what you say and what you do is, like, you, you are going to pay a price for that in a variety of different ways. Sometimes it might be questions. Other times it might be a fine. You know, like, he's on his Twitter. He... He tweeted about how how I think it was New York, uh, you know, has a mandate now where they're paying where they're paying a bunch of people who got laid off during the you know the pandemic for not being vaxxed, you know, and and he was that guy that represented this cause and I'm the face of a movement, and then it's like, all right, cool, dude, that's great, but now your team is suffering because you want to be the face of a cause, and that's that's my problem. I and I I can get down with religious beliefs, you know, like him having to do things because he has beliefs. I'm cool with that. Yeah, totally. But that shouldn't impact what the Nets are trying to get done. And that's why I felt like at that time, you should have let him go. You well, should have. But I also think that you have to have 
and understand. Like, you can't just sit up on a dais and be like, no, bro, don't dehumanize me. Nobody's dehumanizing you. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing is, the whole thing is, is so ridiculous. A couple more on this football. 50 in two minutes, you're going to hear from Tom Brady. Seth Anderson says, Monty, what is it going to take to get Monty 25 to work in North Dakota? Uh, well, it, I believe it works nationally, so. Yeah, you have to have, you got to order online. Yeah, you got to order online, um, and you get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. That's all it takes. Kanai Johnson says, can you imagine being famous and then being uh, stubbed an anti-Semitic or a radical in such a cultural city? No, I cannot. Being anti-Semitic in New York is a real problem. Yeah. I mean, the owner of the team, Joe Psy, came out and made a very strong statement, like condemning Kyrie. I mean, it, it's amazing to me. Uh, and my Monty fan says, sad now. Just remember the Jacko Pizza commercial is done. Those were good times. They were good times. They were. They, they were, were good times. There are new commercials coming. I just can't believe it's November 1st. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I cannot believe it. Mike Maple says, Jake, what price does LeBron pay for tweeting pictures of cops saying you're next? Well, and that's one of the most controversial things he's ever done, frankly. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I think, you know, the, on the flip side of the coin, I think it's a great point, Mike. Like LeBron doesn't pay a price for some of the things he says because he is LeBron. But I also think that works both ways. And, that, and that's what is is frustrating about it lebron james could be one of the most powerful figures the nba has ever had in pa its, but in a its powerful league. figure for change yeah it, like it could be a guy that that makes things happen in society but he's not that guy that's not what he does so yeah. salty drunk says these guys live in a fantasy world of an nba player where the reality of the world is segregated i i think it that's pretty accurate they don't live in in reality. We talk about this all the time. Like, yeah, they get paid monopoly money, bro. Like it is what it is. Yeah, they have no concept of of living day to day. They have, I mean, there's there's just there's no concept of that. There is a concept called football. At Fifty ten of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, we bring you the biggest stories in football, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code Monty twenty five to get twenty five percent off your purchase of twenty five dollars or more. Let's bring you Tom Brady. He was on his podcast last night with Jim Gray talking about life after divorce. Yeah, Jim. You know, I think there's a lot of professionals in life that go through things that they deal with at work and they deal with at home. And obviously the good news is things that it's a very amicable situation. And I'm really focused on two things and taking care of my family and certainly my children. And secondly, doing the best job I can to win football games. So, that's what professionals do. You focus at work when it's time to work. And then when you come home, you focus on the priorities that are at home. And all you can do is the best you could do. And that's what I'll just continue to do as long as I'm working and as long as I'm being a dad. Is there a challenge compartmentalizing between the two? Well, I think that's what being a professional is. So I've dealt with a lot of challenging situations on and off the field over 23 years. And a lot of it does play out. Um, you know, in front of a lot of people. So, you know, it's, I think the interesting thing for, you know, football player, athlete in general is, you know, you're out there. I always say we're not actors, you know, even though we're on TV, you know, that is our real self out there. We're trying to do our best. That's how people really had gotten to know me over the years by being on TV. And Yeah, totally. And, and you know, it's funny talking about the Kyrie and LeBron thing. Yeah. You are an actor. 
because I think most people look at Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchton, uh, Kyrie, KD, all these famous athletes, and they think that they like just get unplugged and hung up for the night. You know, like it, they're not robotic. They're actually human beings. And I can't imagine if I were ever getting divorced that I would want the entire country and really the entire world to be judging me on how I handled it. Mm-hmm. That would just be, can you imagine that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult, but I, I also think that it's like they're like, I feel like these guys get put in positions sometimes where like they go one of two ways. Like Tom Brady with Giselle understands where he's at in his career, but also understands that that he doesn't want to stop playing football. And he's willing to sacrifice that that relationship with Giselle to continue to play the game. Like I think for Kyrie Irving, it's different. Like Kyrie, to me, is a selfish guy. I think Kyrie is all about wow. like I get to do whatever the hell I want to do and and I'll just deal with what people think. And or or it's I'll do whatever the hell I want to do and I don't really care what other people think. But do like, you care about Tom Brady's divorce? I mean, on some level, like I like because it's Tom Brady and what he's done in the game. Yeah, I mean, I think as fans, we don't have a choice but to care. You know, like it yeah. matters. I, I think it's fascinating. I do. I think it. I don't know why. Like, what's an example of something I don't care? Like, I don't care about the Royals. Like everybody, not the Kansas City Royals. Like the Monarchs. Well, the, yeah, because here's I the don't deal. care the, about that. The Monarchs haven't done anything in our life that that we care about. Like, the, like. People who care about the royal family just care about it for the glitz and the glam, right? Because they're the royal family and it's England and okay, cool. With like with Tom Brady, the reason we care about Tom Brady so much is because we were there when he was down 28 nothing. We were sitting in Scottsdale in some mansion for one of our clients watching that Super Bowl at a party, right? Like we I were. know where I was. Like I like I can, I remember the early Patriot days and like I remember all those things. So it's tied to our life. That's why we care about it so much. And that, to me, is the difference. Like, Kyrie Irving making making that those comments and acting the way he did in the middle of a pandemic is highly insensitive. You're being selfish in a time that's very unsettling for millions of people. Yeah, I think we care about... I think we care about athletes very different than we care about politicians, actors, actresses, lawyers. Like... Yeah. I think we care about athletes very differently because we're, we're passionately connected to them, which is why I would think if you're a BYU fan uh, that you're worried about Zachy Poo. The uh, New York Jets head football coach, Robert Sala. Sala. All gas, no break. Yeah. Uh, said yesterday that Zachy Poo is, quote, our quarterback. Right. He's already having to give Zachy Poo a vote of confidence. Is Zach Wilson... Five years is he still in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he makes it as a as a quarterback. Now that may be as a backup, but I think he's talented enough to be in the league. I think it, I think the unfortunate part is he's just not he hasn't progressed quite yet. He hasn't made that leap where he can really be what you need him to be. That's okay, the problem. Okay, so I'll go back and ask the same question I asked yesterday: Trevor Lawrence or Zachy Pooh? I think and you got to go Trevor Lawrence. I think you're going – I think you are. And yeah. I, I actually think for the first time in a long time, the Jets are a viable NFL football team, right? Like, they, yeah. they're, they're in pretty much every game they play. I think he's a, a huge part of the problem for them now. And I – it's a little surprising because I expected him to take off and, and be better than he is now. But I think Zach Wilson's part of the reason that they've they've sputtered 
And I think it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to this. Because when you get a vote of confidence from your football coach the way that he has, and and let's be really honest about this. He when you're completing fifty something percent of your passage, you're you're terrible. Yeah. They're five and three, man. Like they are a team that should be they should be in the playoffs. I mean, they're they're currently fifth. Now, the Ravens trading for my guy, Roquan Smith, so was not scintillating, dude. but and we'll talk about that in a second because there's an interesting parallel there. But the Jets should be a playoff team this year. Yeah, I think the problem for Zach is that people are kind of unanimously agreeing that the Jets are a quarterback away. That's the problem. And I think that when people start talking about that and looking at it and, and, and sort of working through the fact that if you had a quarterback, you're probably, you know, a seven-win team maybe, a six-win team. You know, you're, you're you're probably at least a win better, you know. And, and in the NFL, one win is massive, you know, by playoff standards and, like, where your seating is and your route to whatever playoff run you're going to go on. So, yeah, like, I think it is unfortunate, but you play in New York. There's – whether you're – like, whether you're the Jets and you're terrible, once you start getting good again, the expectations go up really fast because it's New York. So – he doesn't have unlimited amounts of time here. And I think the other issue is you got outplayed by Mac Jones badly. And Mac Jones did not play well. So I think that's a big part of it. And then there's my guy. This one hurt yesterday. Roquan Smith traded to the Ravens. Um, Chicago Bear linebacker Roquan Smith. Yeah. The best player on the Chicago Bears, Roquan Smith is now a Baltimore Raven. I -hmm. get it. I understand why they did it. You get multiple draft picks for him in return. I do, bro, I get it. I still hate it. Yeah. Interesting parallel, though. You know that the Baltimore Ravens are negotiating with Lamar Jackson, who represents himself, by the way, Lamar. Why did the Bears trade Roquan Smith? Well, mainly because Roquan Smith represents himself, and they couldn't come to a contract. So not only now do they... They have arguably the best free agent quarterback coming up. They now have the leading tackler and arguably the best linebacker, and both of them don't have agents and represent themselves. Yeah. I think that's terribly interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, I think what's really interesting anytime an athlete just represents himself or herself, it, it, it throws this wrench into it because. You know, they take it personally, and, and you as the front office executive get to deal with that, like, Firsthand, I think that's the value of having an agent is like you can say to your agent, hey, this is ridiculous or this is BS or they're not giving me what I want. And then your agent can kind of be that filter yeah. and kind of keep yes. it civil. And, and that's why I think the Lamar thing has been such a struggle because Lamar and frankly, he, he deserves to be paid like there's just no way around it. Like whether you think he's Super Bowl caliber or not, the guy the guy produces. And I have concerns about injury as he as he moves through his career. But he produces, and this is a this is a, a make or miss league in the sense that you either have a guy or you don't, and they're not going to have a guy if they don't sign him. So I don't see how you don't sign him. Tanner says, uh, "Wait, you guys were in a mansion when twenty eight to three happened. Whose mansion? Well, we used to flip houses and and renovate houses and do interior design and all this other stuff. But one of our guys, one of our clients, had a mansion in Scottsdale." And he had a Super Bowl party after we renovated his house. So we were invited. Pimps going pimp. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Caleb Harrison, what's up? Okay, wait. Are you Deuce or Caleb Harrison? 
Uh, he says, can't watch the lines anymore. They got my blood pressure going up. Well, just go back to the Pistons. You'll be fine. Yeah. Congrats on Boyan Bogdanovich. Jerks. Uh, anyway, Mike Maple says the Jets are trying to protect, protect Zach more than the Niners project, uh, protect Jimmy G. Wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, what did you guys think about Robert Quinn as a bear? What What do you mean, what did we think about Robert Quinn as a bear? That is a stud, dude. What kind of question is that, Tanner? It's a clown question, bro. Don't got, dehumanize me up here. Yeah, okay? don't dehumanize don't us dehumanize up here. Don't dehumanize me up here. What are you talking about? Uh, football 5010 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show is presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, if you've been in a wreck, don't trust your insurance company, please. Make sure that you go to the leaders when it comes to uh, entry attorneys in Utah and really across the country. And without a doubt, that's the Advocates. You just can't comprehend how much energy there is in a collision like that. This vehicle was coming towards me, and it swerved over into my lane and hit me head on. Spent nine days in the hospital. There was just no way I was going to be able to do all of what needed to be done on my own. I called the advocates, and we got the paperwork started then and there. They were able to do things for me that I couldn't have done myself. If someone I knew got in an accident, I would tell them to contact the advocates. Indeed you would. The Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. What he said right there, they do things that I couldn't have done myself. You got to focus on getting healthy. You cannot trust your insurance companies. They have thousands of lawyers. If your insurance company has a lawyer, shouldn't you? Go to The Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Chat with them for free online right now at UtahAdvocates.com. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, November 1st. Uh, Do you want to go back to the NBA? Or should we rip George Klyovkov for a while? Um, <laughs> man. The fact that we get to ask that question. Uh, let's talk about Georgie Boy in the Pac-12. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is George Klyovkov good for the Pac-12? I don't know how to explain what this guy's done. Like, it's amazing to me. So we had told you yesterday about the deal, Fox and, and ESPN and the Big 12 have an agreement in principle. Right. Yada, yada, yada. So yesterday, in trying to understand where the Pac-12 was at, we talked to a bunch of people who essentially said morale at the Pac-12 over the weekend was at an all-time low. Because George Klyovkov had essentially been bloviating about that the Big 12 was below the Pac-12 and that, you know, the the Pac-12 was going to take teams and that, you know, the Big 12 was going to get a TV deal that was going to be $20 million a year and all this nonsense. And now the Big 12 has a deal in principle with ESPN and Fox. And that deal at the top end could be worth $50 million per school per year. And all of a sudden, Georgie boy looks like a guy who really didn't know what he was talking about. And he was promising that UCLA was going to leave and now, or was not going to leave, was going to stay in the conference and was not going to the the big 10. They were staying the PAC 12. And that still has not happened. Like is all of this, is all of this doom and gloom for the PAC 12 or can the PAC 12 come out of this hole? I just don't see a way, a path. That's the problem. And that's what George has built here. That's what 
that's the the road that that George Klyovkov has laid, if you will. I I, I mean, it, it's incredible to me that the that there's no vision for for what you've done here. Like, there's no you know like like thought or feeling to the fact that. Hey, yeah, the Big Ten got a deal done. The Big 12 got a deal done. ESPN picked up the SEC rights. Like, basically, everybody's getting distribution deals done, and you're not. And I saw a bunch of tweets yesterday. Oh, well, there's no way the, the Pac-12 can get to, to uh, or the, excuse me, the Big 12 can get to $50 million a year. And, and it's like, dude, like, they absolutely can, right? Amazon's going to come in. And they are going to pay more money and and blow that thirty million dollar number up to fifty million dollars. And to me, it's incredible that George Klavkov is sitting over there like, yeah, cool, you know, yeah, we're the conference of champions and everything's great. And and that to me is just, I I just don't know how that's acceptable. I don't know how how like like chancellors or people who run these schools are are okay with it. And clearly, obviously, it needs to be said. SC and UCLA are not okay with it, which is why they, they, they're leaving. But I, I, as I always say, I have big concerns about Utah. Like, it, it terrifies me where Utah is going to be because the Mountain yeah. West, to me, is not a great option. Like, the Mountain West is reserved for, with all due respect, as the saying goes, Oregon State and Washington State and but, schools but at that level. But do you really need to bail on the on the Pac-12? Let's play this, this George Klyovkov bite. We've played it on the show before, but... Is this a guy that you trust to build your conference? How many UCLA coaches and athletes have you spoken with to assess their thoughts on the move to the Big Ten? Uh, I think saying hundreds would be an exaggeration. Dozens, more than 100. Um, and I have yet to talk to anyone at, in the UCLA and USC community who's in favor of the move. I will say that I probably hear from folks who are not in favor, right? Not surprisingly. Nobody said hundreds but you, George. Like, and that's the thing that always stands out to me. He's like, well, hundreds would be an exaggeration. Well, then why are you saying hundreds? And not a single person has been like, yeah, you know, we don't want to go. Really? There's not one UCLA or USC person that you've spoken to who's like, man, can't wait to get that $70 million a year from the Big Ten. Oh, Phil Knight hasn't been on the phone. Yeah, it, it's shocking to me how inept George Klyovkov has become. And I think the problem is, is that, you know, again, once again, like he's one of these guys that just, you know, his actions are going to be paid for by other institutions. That's my problem. Like you're the commissioner of uh, a P5 conference, right? Like you're not in, in a relevant conference where you can just do whatever the hell you want to do. Like your, your responsibility and you're seeing this pan out in other conferences the responsibility of someone like George Klyovkov, a commissioner of a P5 conference, it is to shepherd the conference into a healthy position. Whether that's an easy route or a more difficult route is up to him and his behavior and his decisions. And, and that, to me, is what's crazy. Because you have said a lot, like, hey, George was supposed to be this big upgrade. George was supposed to be this guy that came in after Larry Scott's indiscretions financially and, like, he was supposed to like save the conference. He was supposed to be different and new. He was yeah. supposed to be a guy that was an operator, and he's not. And you listen to him speak, and then you listen to Brett Yormark speak, and you just say to yourself, wow. I mean, I think we now understand why 
a guy like Brett Yormark is miles ahead of George Klyavkov and and the Pac-12. How do you look at streaming as part of the television packages you're creating? I think streaming is critically important. It's a way to reach younger consumers. Um, uh, but I think right now, my goal is to be on the broadest base platform possible because we need to grow some of our emerging brands. We, we need to distribute the Big 12 uh, as broadly as possible. Uh, but there's a place for that digital player. And, you know, currently with ESPN, we have Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. And as we continue the conversations with ESPN, I know there's a commitment um, to glamorizing us and showcasing us in the biggest way possible on their digital platform. And you'll see that in advance of any kind of extension because uh, we've got two more years after this one on our current deal. So digital plays a key component, and it's part of the mix. I, he just gets it. Yeah. He talks about reaching people where they are. He talks about ESPN, you know, building up the conference. Like, he just understands it. And it, it's a, it's... It is just very forthright, and it's not arrogant. It's not bloviating. It's not overpromising and underdelivering. Like that's the thing that stands out to me. And and if you're a Utah fan or if you're a Pac-12 football fan, I, I would be terrified that George Klyovkov is my guy. And, and and the specifically the things that I I think he's made mistakes on. You know, going on the the John Wilner Canzano podcast was a huge mistake. Taking like shots and threatening UCLA talking about how he'd done, you know, math on the back of an envelope that says that UCLA is going to lose money in the Big Ten. Like, all of this stuff and mm -hmm. his just continued obsession with saying things and making promises he clearly cannot back up. No team is leaving for the Big 12. And you just can't back that up. You cannot back that up. You cannot back up that UCLA is going to lose money because you don't know that they're going to lose money because who's going to be the travel partner? Oh, but wait, no team's leaving. Well, everybody and their brother now believes that Washington and, and Oregon are going to the Big Ten. And I've heard this story about how, you know, the Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, has vetoed Oregon and Washington. No such thing has taken place from what I'm told. It, it's simply a matter of process and time and the right time and space to make an expansion announcement. That's really all this is. But it is certainly not something where the Pac-12 is in some amazing position and they're going to dominate and they're going to be the ones taking Like, get out of here, man. Like, yeah. It's just so short-sighted. It is just so short-sighted. Congratulations. I, I mean, that's bullshit. yeah, I, I just can't even, I can't even tell you. And I think that, you know, when he says stuff like that, it, it, it does, it makes the conference look bad. It, it may, it, like, I almost feel like, like, I can only imagine, I'll use Phil Knight as an example. You've got a guy in Phil Knight, Mr. Nike, who's going around and calling all these other conferences, right? Like, we'd heard those reports, and he's been trying to make something happen. And likely the Big Ten's going to work out. We know that. We've heard that. It's pretty, pretty substantial, you know, incredible information. But I can only imagine when a guy like Phil Knight is having to call Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, and having those conversations. Can you imagine what Kevin Warren is saying to Phil Knight? Like, hey, dude, you've got a joke of a commissioner. Here's what we got going on over here, right? How can we how can we get this done? What 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 do we need to work out for you guys to to be in the Big Ten so you can have travel partners and so it's a little bit easier? Because we know, admittedly, that traveling from the West Coast to the Midwest for a college kid inside of the program and the structure of college football is is you know it is a little more demanding. Absolutely, it's a little more demanding. So yeah. we value you, Oregon. We value you, Stanford and in Washington. 
Like, that's what I think George doesn't understand. It's not just about the fact that they're, like, by most people's estimations, that UCLA would, would lose less money by going to the Big Ten. Like, they have a huge hole to dig out of. And, and it's just amazing yeah. to me that George can't understand that. Won't. And I think he does understand that, but he won't. Uh, thanks, M. Alvarez, for the $5 tip. He says, here's some money to talk about your Thanksgiving drive. Yeah, we're doing um, what, what Mr. Alvarez there is talking about is we are uh, raising money through our tip feature uh, to provide Thanksgiving um, and after that Christmas for a family that is in need. We'd really like to give back to our community. You guys have taken such great care of us uh, as evidenced by the studio we're currently sitting in at Maverick Center, but we would love nothing more than to be able to um, give back to a family at Thanksgiving. So we're asking you to do two things. Number one, um, if you are able and if you are willing and if you feel so moved, leave us a tip, um, whether it's $5, $1, $100, and we'll take that money and, and use it directly to provide uh, for families at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. Um, and then what we're asking you to do is nominate a family in need. And I've gotten a, several direct messages about it already. So hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. And let me know, you know, hey, is it your brother's family, your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, your coworker, whoever it might be. If somebody you know is in need of help at the holidays, whether that's food, clothing, um, whether that's to pay a light bill, whatever we can do to help. Please let us know by DMing us at The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show on Twitter or Instagram. And then we would love for you guys to contribute tips. And frankly, if you don't, we're going to take care of it anyway. But all of the money that you, you donate to us through the tip function on YouTube comes directly to us. And we will take that money and we will use it to provide Thanksgiving. We will do videos on it on this YouTube channel so that you guys see there's accountability and transparency because we are so thankful and humbled by the fact that you guys watch this show every day, that you guys support this show in this channel. It makes a huge difference to us that you guys go to our sponsors. We really appreciate that. So if you wanna leave us a tip, that's great, but send us nominations for families that are in need. DM me at The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. M. Alvarez, who appreciate you very much. Thank you for that. NY Monty fan says, at this point, the Pac-12 should probably get rid of him it would, quote, look better, and if they had any hope of retaining teams or luring more teams, it would be better to say goodbye. I, I don't know what you do to get this right. I don't. I think the pac is in a very precarious spot. Uh, Tanner says, good old delusional George. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Good old delusional George. Uh, James Jensen says, time to join the bandwagon, Jake. The Jazz are legit. We'll get back to Jazz basketball here in 15 minutes. And then Jake, by that time, will probably have booked his seat on the bandwagon. Right. Are you on? Are you off the bandwagon? Uh, it's I, I don't get on or get off the bandwagon. I, I, I think if you know our show, you know we're just giving you the honest opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Caleb says, uh, after watching the Big Ten commercial with all those teams in the Midwest, it doesn't make sense geographically for them to add UCLA and USC. Au contraire, mon frere. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. I think, one, it gives them the Los Angeles um, you know, market. Uh, with both USC and UCLA. And I think that's why they're going to add more teams on the West Coast. If they add Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal, which a lot of people think they will in the Big Ten, if they, in fact, do do that, now UCLA and USC don't always have to travel back east. And, I mean, the biggest issue is like Rutgers, having to fly out of the way to New Jersey to play Rutgers. But you're going to have systems and travel partners in place so that you don't have to do that. And one of the things is like adding... 
Utah. You know, if you add if you add Utah, let's say, or if you add, you know, let's get crazy and say all the Pac-12 teams go to the Big Ten. Like that, you do that simply so that travel and the, what is it, the, the rigors of travel are far less. And this goes back to what George Klyovkov said, where he said in time and money and travel costs that UCLA is going to lose money. He can't back that up. And when he was asked for those numbers, he refused to provide them. So it, it, makes, it makes sense that you would add more teams in the Pac-12 to help USC and UCLA would travel. There's no doubt about that. Keith Carl says, your mark figured out how to play chess on Klyovkov's Candyland board. Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely right. Uh, Tanner says, that's honestly the best way to describe this situation, Keith. Dale Donut says, I'm a proponent of Arizona, San Diego State, Wazoo, and Oregon State to the Big 12. But why would you add Oregon State to the Big 12? What does Washington State and Oregon State bring to the Big 12 that Utah and Arizona and Arizona State do not? Uh, Utah wants to stay with Cal and Stanford. Based on what? Based on what? Chris Hill, the former AD, saying that Utah's got alumni in the Bay Area? I, what do you mean they want to stay with Cal and Stanford? But reality is, if Oregon State and Wazoo are invited to the Big 12, they bail yesterday. Well... I think Wazoo, Washington State, and Oregon State are more likely to go to the the, the Mountain West, would be my guess. Because don't forget, the Mountain West gets a new commissioner uh, here at the end of the year. They have a TV deal coming up. Like, Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is – I think it's very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Tanner says, uh, Jake, give me the you're welcome drop, please. You want the you're welcome drop. What drop is he talking about? Uh, I believe that is a Conor McGregor drop. That's a very obscure drop. Oh, you're drop, welcome. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, Matt Ritson says, help, Mr. Wizard. Don't want to be commissioner. Take conference to uh, down to great gravel yard. We'll be dead forever. Okay. Uh, been talking. Uh, Woj Jazz ain't tank. Big Daddy Magic is sad. You're welcome. Okay. Big Daddy Magic is sad. Mitchell Harding says, Hey fellas, been uh, both looking good. Hoping you and your family are doing well. Mitchell, good to see you. Uh, always good to see you. Uh, let's see. Um, Travis, uh, Jeremy uh, Severe says, would George be like this if the Pac-12 was in such a desperate position? I don't know. I think he's part of the reason they're in a desperate position. Yeah, like I like <laughs> they are. Like I, There's no getting around it. I mean, these, these other conferences are walking away from you and you're you want to sit here and talk about how amazon is is like i saw this whole narrative yesterday and this narrative has been alive and well the last few days about how amazon's gonna buy up the pac-12 network and then they're gonna spend a billion dollars on the pac-12 and it's like dude amazon has no need to do that it makes no logistical sense for Amazon to go out and buy the Pac-12 network. That just, they, they don't need that. They can stream it without you. Like, that's just not, they, it's not an option for them. It's not something that they would do. It doesn't make sense. A plus B equals X in that scenario. Like, come on. A plus like, B it, equals X. Yeah, like it doesn't add up. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I do agree that George is kind of just in this, I hesitate to say fantasy land because I'm sure he's got his ideas and why he thinks the way he thinks. But like, I just don't know how you don't see the writing on the wall here. I don't know about here. all that. I don't know about all that. I mean, like, I he's just, 
It is what it is. It, movie Time uh, Blues says the Big Ten would just redo the commercial with Western programs in it. They would. They would. Jeremy Bolton says, good morning. I'm tired. I'm tired too today. Dude. Yeah. Slept uh, the, terribly the, last the, night. The change in the... When Utah cools off and it and you start it starts getting windy and you get the crispiness in the air, your body goes through sort of an ass kicking. The thing that bothered me, like I, so Jake was sick last week, which pretty much means I'm sick this week. Yeah. Um, he had this cough last <coughs> week, which means I have this cough this week that I, I actually haven't had that much of it to deal with. But last night at like 11 something, I woke up with one of the, you know, those terrible coughing fits in the middle of the night yes. that everybody gets. Yeah. And I slept like for 30 minute increments last night it was brutal. It was, it was terrible. It's ridiculous. Jake gets to my house every morning at 4.30. Then we leave, drive up to the Maverick Center, or do the show. Yeah. I got down on my couch this morning at like 4.07. And I slept from about 4.10 to 4.30. Yeah. Woke up when Jake walked in my front door and here we are. Like just <laughs> I, the nap I'm going to take today is going to be righteous. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Is this going to be so there's cannot two kind wait. of naps. Are are you are you thinking this is going to be a couch nap where like you get in the recliner and you kind of go that way and close the blinds or are you going full on bed nap? You got to go bed nap, huh? I'm going bed nap. Yeah. I'm going bed nap. Blackout shades like Yeah. Just give me an hour. Hour maybe two. Yeah. Give me a power nap, I'll be good to go. By the way. By the way. Yeah. The Powerball is a billion dollars. You're the guy who's like, that's a waste of money. Well, well I, you you're know. You're never going to win it. And if you do, you're going to spend it on filet of fish. Well, we're talking ass. about the fact that you had a rough night. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the there's some things we have to do this afternoon, you know, at the Maverick Center. And, and you know, I was just simply saying, okay, well, you can't you can't get a ticket in Utah, so... You know, that inherently means that there may or may not be a couple, you know, a two hour drive to go and get one and you're tired. And I resonate with that. Being tired is not a is not a rare thing on this show. Jackalope. I said the the Powerball is a billion dollars. That's right. Uh, That's a billion Mm -hmm. dollars. (laughs) I I said, Jake, I said a billion dollars. I understand a billion. Right. And you don't, you don't. I'm more than happy to go out there, man. I'm more than happy to do it, but I just don't want you to feel exhausted. You know, I I, I said a a billion. Yeah. What do you want me to say? I mean, you know, I, uh, I would tell you that we, we need to figure out how to get up to good old Evanston, Wyoming to get... Should we give away lotto tickets on the show tomorrow? If we give away lotto tickets on the show tomorrow, who would show up? Need to know in the comments. Like, because we did like, this last time it was a billion. Yeah. And I'm we, trying and, to pull it up, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so the way it works is with this particular lotto, I guess that the only way you can get a billion is if you take the monthly payment option. Yeah. So if you take the cash option, you wind up after federal and state taxes. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It is not a billion. It is not a billion. It's 1.2 billion. <laughs> it is 1.2 billion <laughs> for the drawing tomorrow. So, so okay. So, all right. If we get lotto tickets, are you guys willing to come by the Maverick Center to pick them up? Like, how many, how many people are, are interested in this? We need to know. I said $1.2 billion. I feel like tomorrow might be a donuts and lotto ticket day. What do we think? Uh, t- dude, I had so much. I had more sugar yesterday 
than I've had in like the entire previous year. Uh huh. Like I had a I lot. I mean, I had a lot. It's good times. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Dude, I like Tootsie Rolls. I'm here to say it. All right. Do you really? Oh, man, dude. I, I, I used to. There it is right there. There it is right there. It's, I said it's a billion dollars. So I said, yeah. It's a billion dollars, dude. Yeah. 1.2. I said a billion. Yes. The cash option is 597 million. It is what it is. Yeah, dude. And you're not interested. No, I'm. I'm interested. I just. I just feel for you that last night was rough. That's all. Yeah, I don't know how we don't do that. It's a. It's a flipping billion dollars, yeah. dude. What are the people saying? Are, are they God. in or what's the deal? Uh, Caleb says. Uh, see, Caleb gets it. One billion dollars generational wealth. My yeah. kids, kids, yeah. kids, kids. Don't have to worry about. It. But you're you're not having kids, so it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, let's right. see. Uh, Kanai Johnson says I'll be there at five thirty in the morning before the show starts. You know. Well. You know. Uh, Travis Bird says Big Daddy Magic is do you in? The hell does that even mean? Bro, what is wrong with you are, today? Dude, are, are, are you on... Did, did are you, you get some nose powder or what's the deal here? Nose powder? Did like, you did get... You, did I'm you, sorry, did you say nose powder? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. What are you, must? That's what I said, yeah. Wow. What? Nose what's powder. What's the problem? Nose powder. Uh, Caleb says $1.2 billion generational wealth. Yes, indeed it is. Um, let's see. My Monty fan says, Monty, the difference of you taking a nap or running to Evanston, take the nap. But if you won, what would you do with the money? No, huh? I'm going to Evanston. Uh, if I won, you know, what would I do with the money? Um, I mean, I think the first thing I would do with the money is I would, I think I'd keep working. I think I would keep I like there would be no reason for me not to keep working. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. This is the yeah, I I mean, it would certainly take some of the pressure off a of motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Uh I do. but I would I the first thing I would probably do buy some real know. estate. That, no, I probably wouldn't in this climate. Um I don't know. That's an interesting question. I mean, I would want to help some people. Um, I wouldn't tell anybody that I won the lottery. See, this is also another thing. God, dog, what's the first thing I would do if I won? The, I, I well, I m my first answer always is take a trip. I would travel, mm -hmm. but I I don't have a lot of time to travel. Afghanistan. I would not go to Afghanistan. <laughs> I would not go to <laughs> Afghanistan. Uh, well, okay, uh, let's take that jeep tour in the Cornball Valley. <laughs> Nah, Afghanistan. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I think I would probably, it might be something real estate. Um, I don't know what I would do. I would probably open up a savings and tax shelter. Got to get your cayenne. Yeah, but I, I think that's all like, that's not the first thing I would do. I would probably take a trip. I would probably take a trip, you know? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I'd buy a muffler for Jake's Subaru. Jeremy, come on, bro. I mean, well, he ain't wrong. <laughs> he ain't wrong. Sounds good. Y'all can hate. Not a tie it. Not a tie it. What's the first thing I would do? Tanner says, I would buy RSL. It's not for sale. Uh, get an accountant that is a tax attorney. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it would be financial planning is what I would do. Travis Bird says $1.2 billion makes Big Daddy magic. Okay, what are what is your obsession with Big Daddy yeah, magic? Yeah, what is that? Can you, can you, can you I'm going to need a definition. That? Can, I, can I get a country of origin on that saying? Let's like, take the cheap door in the corn cornball valley. Afghanistan. <laughs> what does that even mean? People, do you see what we deal bro, with? Bro, like. Big Daddy what Magic. What are you talking about, bro? Jaron Eccles says, buy the Utah Grizzlies. So I absolutely would. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Y'all feel me? Yes. Uh, NY Monty fan says, dude, who laced Travis Bird's candy last night? That's what night? I'm Somebody. saying, dude. Somebody did. Bro. Somebody. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, I would call a meeting for friends and family, telling them I'm having a get-together to see who comes. Whoever comes is blessed, with, uh, blessed then I'm moving. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's $1.2 billion. So much money, Are you man. taking the cash value or are you taking the payments? I would take the cash value. Yeah, I think fine. I'd take the cash value. Yeah, I, I would take the cash value, yeah. be done with it, and grow that. Yep. Salty Drunk says, Jake, you seem overly upbeat this morning. Did you get some over the weekend? Uh, no, I did not. See, he... I did not, actually. <coughs> <coughs> no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going <coughs> to... Res- I. I'm not going to, I'm not. I know. And it's amazing you didn't get some over the weekend. Yeah. Because you should have, well. but you didn't. Jerk. Uh, all right. Oh, the day that that comes out. Um, what, with that kind of coin, I would get Saratoga Springs back on the back wall. Is Saratoga Springs not on the back? God darn it. Is Saratoga Springs not on the back wall? I mean, after all, it is it is going to be the home of Jack in the Box. Is Saratoga Springs really not on the back wall? Nowhere? Tooele, Bountiful, South Jordan. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't make the cut. Syracuse. Kearns made the cut, but Saratoga Springs <coughs> didn't. <coughs> Holiday. Colville made the cut. Magna made the cut. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Are you serious right now? Like what? That says Liberty Park, Salt Lake. Like it's uh, wow. So the funny thing about this wall, the funny thing about this wall, is that so many people are like, "Hey, why didn't you put X Y Z on the wall?" This is fucking America. Why didn't you? Why didn't you put X Y Z on the wall? Hey guys, guys, guys. I can't believe. Guys, yeah. I can't believe. Where's RSL? Hey guys. Hey guys. I can't believe it. Hey guys. With one point two billion dollars, you better wrap that wall, fat ass. (laughs) I I could. You know, my Monty fan says you have Colville on the back wall. I'm literally embarrassed. <laughs> Let's settle this right now. <gasps> Orem didn't make the wall. Yes, Orem made the wall. It's right above my head. Uh, can you really not see it? Yeah, it's like, like right how next are you to not it. seeing that, bro? Are Are you serious? Right? Like, now? No, are you wrong. kidding me? Right there. It's right there, dude, bro. Hello, Donnie. <laughs> Orem made the wall. Uh, Jeremy says, guys, 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 if you could have a wall from the 80s and choose any name, what what wall would you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, The Blind Swordsman DS. I'm tired because I have two kids and one will not sleep. Oh, that's the worst. What a pain in the ass. Kurt Meyer says, American Fork. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. No, but for real, if we go and get these lottery tickets, how many people are trying to show up? How many people people want to come by? Are we going to commit to it? Okay, so if we're done at 9, I could be home asleep by noon. 
could sleep till two. By noon, you could be home by eleven. Could be if I if I sleep till two. Could be up in Evanston by three thirty. Well, no, we have we got to be here at three. Yeah, I guess I'm not getting a nap. I don't know. Remember, you know, yeah, we have to be here by three. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Salty drunk says, "Are you eye painted on Tanner? Are, Are your, your eyes, eyes painted, painted on Tanner? Tanner? What? What, okay. what the hell?" I didn't even see Orem, but hey, it was hidden behind Jake's big head. Well, no, it's not. It's right next to his head. That's fucking interesting, man. <laughs> it's right next to his head. It's like, Liberty Park, Orem, Payson's even on the wall. How did we knock it? Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, he says, I'm, I would, NY Monty fan says, I would come by even if it was just a meet and greet, but I'm not flying out there. Sorry, wow. fellas. Wow. Okay, Payson's we see who you are. We see who you are. Well, I'm not flying out there. Okay, whatever. Let's settle this right now. It's a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably somewhere where he can yeah, get casual. a Powerball ticket. Casual. Anyway, yeah, we'll probably have Powerball tickets tomorrow. Travis Bird again with Big Daddy Magic. Bro, like, what are we supposed to do with you, man? Big Daddy Magic down to get some lottery tickets. Daddy? Like, <laughs> did you just, you, you can't make up your own nickname on this show. I'm not your daddy. Big Daddy Magic. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Big like I don't even have a nickname for myself. You know, like the Cajun hey Python, but that's not my whole the body. The what? The Cajun Python. The know? Cajun Python. I made that up right off the top of my head right then and there. Me? <laughs> Do you have a nickname for yourself? No. Big Daddy Magic? Yeah, I guess. Apparently. Big Daddy Magic. You named yourself Big Daddy Magic. Yeah, that should be your new YouTube name. Wow. Uh, you should replace Orem with RSL. Nah, bro. Uh, Payson made the cut. If you want me to take a dump of a town in a box and slap a guarantee on it, I will. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Um, what? What are you? There's. I don't know what's Dude, going on on this show too much today. Candy last night. That's what this is. Carlin Lefevre says uh, Cajun Python LMAO. <laughs> NY Monty fans says Big Daddy Magic. He refers to himself. <laughs> he, he refers. <laughs> he refers to himself. <laughs> you know, the Spank Bank. Uh, Bro, okay. come on. Who's who is saying that? Oh, right here. Salty Drunk says, "Put RSL up there for Tanner, so he has something for the Spank Bank, please." No. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What yes, is going yes, yes. on? All right, let's. Uh, we should probably switch gears and talk Utah Jazz basketball <laughs> yeah, to get let's away. Get off of the. Maybe we should vibe. get away from Big Daddy Magic for a few minutes. <laughs> 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 Jazz sweep the Memphis Grizzlies in a two-game set. They are now undefeated, and they've won the NBA championship. Was the Donovan Mitchell trade a mistake? No, I'm kidding. Um, the Utah Jazz did, in fact, sweep. <laughs> the Utah Jazz did, in fact, sweep the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, is this a playoff team? I think that's the question in the morning uh, right here on the Monty Show and the biggest stories in sports, as always, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, make sure you get to Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, bring the kids because it's it's fun. Honestly, going to Quick Quack's fun. It's something I look forward to because um, of all the lights and the different colored soap and whatnot. And it's quick. It's cheap. It's affordable. 
Quick Quack Car Wash for all of your car washing needs. Um, this is a playoff team. This is a big question for me. And I, I think this is a playoff team. I think we've learned that this team is going to be tenacious and they are going to defend passionately. And that makes them a playoff team in my mind. I think this is a team that can win, you know, depending on how well they play, somewhere between 35 and 45 games. And if all things break right, hey, maybe they, they get 47, 48 wins. They're going to be on the cusp of being a playoff team. And it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out. Um, because I think if you can win 47, 48 games, Jake, I think that puts you right on the line. And yeah, I think they're a playoff team. Yeah. You know, I think what's really fascinating about this team is they do work really hard. And I, and I think a lot of NBA teams win their games through tactics and strategy and, 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 you know, just, just exploiting the weakness of the other team where, where this Utah jazz team doesn't really do that at all. I feel like this Utah jazz team very much is focused on themselves and just kind of focused on executing the game plan that Will Hardy gives them on any given night. And, and a lot of times it's a very similar game plan night in and night out. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the drive off the strong side wing, kick it to the weak side wing play. It's a very easy play. It's standard NBA procedure. But when you can get your guy a wide open look, why wouldn't you do it as much as possible? And so to me, I, I don't think what they're doing is complicated. I think they can replicate it. I think it really just is a matter of effort and energy. And and that's the beautiful thing about it. I agree. James Jensen gives us a $20 tip for our holiday uh, provisions. Appreciate you, James. Thank you for that. Thank you. To which Jeremy Bolton followed up with, Tanner, your new nickname is, quote, The Soaker. <laughs> the Soaker. To which Tanner said, really, Jeremy, you had to mention the S word. To which Jeremy said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I hereby find myself. We're getting somewhere. Wow. To which Tanner said, no, Jeremy, you should impeach yourself. No, he's the mayor of Montytown. Salty Drunk says, nice gesture, James Jensen. Uh, Rich M says, we're the new Memphis this year. Uh, Tanner says, it's too early to tell. It's only been eight games. Yeah, but you, the trends are emerging in the NBA. The trends are emerging. There's no question about that. You're, you're heading into the second half of the first quarter of the season. And I feel like you are starting to see, you know, teams like Philly are playing much better basketball. Teams like the Jazz continue this trend of being really tenacious defensively, shooting the three ball very well. Like, those are not accidental. You're starting to see who teams are. And they are starting to fall into their rhythm. And the Jazz are starting to fall into their rhythm of really battling hard, being, again, tenacious on defense. And I love what Malik Beasley's bringing off the bench. I, I, I like what Colin Sexton's bringing off the bench. If you're going to get Laurie Markkinen for 31, the Jazz are going to be very difficult to beat. If yeah. you're going to have Jared Vanderbilt playing this kind of defense... And if you're going to have this kind of ball movement, the Jazz are going to be very difficult to beat. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I agree with all that. And I think it's – I just think it's nice, like, it, it, you know, to zoom out a little bit. Like, I think it's just nice that it, they're a positive story. Like, I, I was really dreading this whole thing about them being a terrible team and Jazz fans being all pissed off all season and, like, unenjoyable and miserable and, like, the VW thing, like – I'm glad that we get to sit here and say, like, yeah, this team can win some games. That's really nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, if the ball keeps moving like it is, yes, they'll make the playoffs. I agree. Uh, I think around 20 games, things will heat up. 
around trade rumors. People need a large sample size before they do anything trade-wise. I would agree with that. Travis Bird says, you silly gooses. I didn't name myself that. Six women at the Jazz game last night named me that. Oh. Well, let's sit up and take attention. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Sweatshirt. I'm sorry, did you say six women at the Jazz game named you? No. Bet you weren't expecting this one. No. Yeah, you, I mean, you're, you can't say the name because then you're encouraging him. No. Big Dog O-Town, what's up? He says, I'm Big Dog, put O-Town on it so y'all know where I'm from. Yes, sir, Jazz are a playoff team. What is going on today? Shout the Mobamba. We've got Big Daddy <laughs> okay. Magic, and now we've got Big Dog, put an O-Town on it so y'all know where I'm from. <laughs> Shout the Mobamba. My guy. <laughs> I love it. Now we all have to name ourselves, apparently. So Tanner um, is now going to be referred to as Soaker. <laughs> the Soaker. The Soaker. Big Dog put an O-Town on it so y'all know where I'm from. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, NY Monty fan says the hardest part to replicate this early success if they make the uh, trades is going to be new players to buy in. Every time they make changes to enhance a team in the rebuild, they will have to go. They will have to get buy-in. That's true. I agree with that. Kurt says, if this is tanking, I'm in. Yeah, let's all tank this way. James Jensen says, Stockton and Malone would appreciate this team a lot, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they, I think the ball movement is awesome. I love the way that they share the basketball. That Jordan Clarkson is is passing more is crazy. Yeah. Buckle up for some Wemben drama. See what he, it's Wemben Yama. Right, right, Wemben drama. drama, right. And as you can see, you I'm know, going through yeah, some shit I mean, right we're now. all going through it, right? Salty Drunk says, is there anything statistically comparing the teams who play deep in the playoffs and slow starts the following season? Well, yeah, there is. I think that's a, a yeah. Jeremy says, my name is, my nickname is Jeremy Bolton. People call me Jeremy Bolton. Okay. Okay, okay, Caruso. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, what the hell is going on today? I don't know. Jeff, I don't know. But the World Series is back in Philly tonight. Yeah. After a rainout last night. I want to play. You know. Lori and Colin are here from uh, Trading Don. The better question is, would fans rather have one or the other right now? Well, I mean, I think Colin Sexton is going to be a starter in this league again soon. Yeah. For somebody or others, I, I don't know. For the Jazz or somebody else, we'll see. Uh, M. Albert says, my question is whether to purchase Jazz versus Magic in Orlando now or wait until I get closer and risk ticket prices going up. No, do it now. Do it now. No doubt about it. NY Monty fan says the super soaker, a.k.a. Tanner Plummer, the super soaker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Tanner says, uh, no, my nickname is Tricky T. Everyone knows that. I refuse to be called the S word. <laughs> See, but here's the problem. Again, you can't name yourself unless you're Big Daddy Magic. We all know that because he didn't name himself. The host at the game named him. So, you know. Wow. Are we sticking with Tricky T or the Super this, I We have to go. I mean, it's not up to us. The comment section will rule itself. Oh, my God. The Super Soaker. Yeah, that's, what, that's his name. I cannot wait to go to sleep. Uh, Ace King 88 says, you guys were right. No tank here. Will Hardy got them cutting. The movement is phenomenal. We have a real coach, so real wins b 
beating Memphis back-to-back is big. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Teddy Wayman says, Chief Redbeard is my fan duel name. Okay, Chief Redbeard. Everybody's naming themselves now. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I'm putting some salt on it so you know I'm being a jerk. Okay. See, you tried it. I have to, I have to let somebody in, so I'll be right big, back. Big dog, oh, big dog, and you put O uh, town on it so you know where he's from. You, you know, you know. Uh, I'm surprised you guys haven't made any jokes about Colin's last name. Colin who? Uh, Jerome Patterson says George couldn't find himself out of a plastic bag. He's completely lost. Okay, that seems that seems aggressive. That seems very aggressive. Jake's left, by the way, uh, it, which is fine. Uh, oh, welcome back. Hi, thanks. Hello. Uh, and my Monty fan says I think the Jazz have to keep Laurie Clarkson and Sexton and Vanderbilt. At least, um, I hope they do. I well, I don't see them trading any of their core pieces right now. I yeah. don't. I don't know about you. What do you? Are you? I mean, I don't think that that you're going to trade anybody until you you know get you know to the deadline. Like I think this team is what it is, and I don't know. I'd be surprised, honestly. I'd be surprised if you trade Markin in or if you trade, <laughs> you know, Sexton this early on. I mean, you made a major move to get him. Okay, this nickname thing has gotten out of control. Uh, Salty Drunk says that's such a super nerd name, Tricky T. Not happening. It's Super Soaker. In all capital letters. Uh, Jeremy says, I'll take Grocock's name if it's still on the table. The innuendos in Grocock being on the table? No. So you better check yourself. Kurt Meyer says, 1-800-SUPER-SOAKER. <laughs> Magic Mike repping the cuse. See, like, I, you know. I, I don't know what we're supposed to do about this. I don't know. What are we going like, to Jake, I, what's I, your nickname going to be? I don't know. Because I already have one. Monty's my nickname, period. Jake. Right. Yeah, I don't have a nickname. What are you? Right now. What are you going to be textually engaged? Uh, okay. No. 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 Okay. I don't that's, know. That's not a good nickname. <clears throat> Do you want me to tell you what I think your nickname should be? Sure. No, I probably shouldn't. You know. Um. You know. Okay. I don't want it to be awkward. Right. And whatnot. I just got Mrs. Monty's text that she's here, even though she's already here. Uh, I I don't. You, Tanner, unfortunately for you, I do think it is. I do think it is the Super Soaker. Yeah, I, I don't think you have a choice. Jake's nickname is Zion. Did you call me fat? I think he just called you fat. Did you just call me fat? I think Jeremy Bolton just called why you. Why would you call me fat? Well, because you fat. are. Like, why would you do that? Oh, relax, Tubby. He was fat. kidding. Fat. Uh, and my, <laughs> and my Monty fan says you have to admit it. It seems that whatever Danny Ainge touches turns to gold. Could True. be. Sure. You know, uh, Eric says, Mrs. Monty dropped Jake's nickname yesterday to close the show. No, we're not what going back it? to that. What we're not it? going back to C rings. We're not doing oh. that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's right. I'm not doing that. that I wonder what yeah, she, nice I wonder what she has in stores for, for the news today. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. Uh, no Zion national park. He says, yeah, Zion national. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you mean, Jeremy. Jeremy, I much preferred the fat part of that. You know, Jamon, Michael Harris says, could be, could be. Uh, Tanner, you started it, so you have to own it. Soak it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Tanner, you bring the crap on yourself, SS. Wow. NY Monty fan says Jake Potato. Uh, okay. Jakey Poo. Sure. Uh, can we talk about how much the state of Utah hates Dylan Brooks? Yeah, we can. Because trust me, the state of Utah hates hates Dylan Brooks. There, there is. Yeah. There is no Jazz doubt fans hate Dylan Brooks. There's no question that. about that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would totally agree. Uh, let's see, Jake Archie Monty. Nah. Nah. nah, nah. I think 47 wins, and if we go out in the first round, I mean, you are right back where you started for next season, and with this new CBA. You may not need more picks for next year's draft. Well, the new CBA, I think a lot of people don't understand, is going to dramatically impact the draft. Because if they lower the age limit, like, you know, the one-and-done rule goes away, so you don't have to go to college. And mm -hmm. I just think it's going to dramatically change how teams draft and how teams acquire talent. And when you look at the way MLB does it, and, hey, if you go to college, you got to go for three years or the hockey draft or – you look at the NFL draft, like all of them have age restrictions of some sort. Whatever you call it, you, it is what it is. Right. Should the NBA, do you like the age restriction? Because I, I think kids skipping college to go right to the NBA is a mistake. I mean, they're just not ready. Uh, well, I mean, I think, uh, so I think it works both ways. I mean, was Kobe ready? No, probably not. No. He had a bad season, but then he built a Hall of Fame career. You know, I think that. I, I, I am a big fan of letting guys make their decision on what they want to do, you know? And I think that, yeah, a lot of guys will come to the league and be one and done, and then there's going to be some attrition and there's going to be some injuries and some things that guys go right, through right. because they're young. And I think that that, that, but I think you have to allow that process to play out. And I think, you know, we get a lot of feel good stories when guys retire about like finishing their degree and like, you know, you know, holding up their, their promise, like Larry Fitzgerald, you know, the great Cardinals wide receiver did that where, you know, he came to the league, the NFL and he did his thing. And then, you know, towards the end of his career, he finished his degree. Like, I think you can get, there are ways to work with it, but there's no doubt it impacts what Jake, teams are going to do. Tanner's upset. Why? Tanner says, no, I was the one who brought up the Mormon mom talk stuff, which I regret. Jake was the one who brought up the S word. No. I was not. Originally, I was not. I didn't even know what that was. He also says it's so typical of this show. Someone could say Tanner is a Nazi and everyone here would believe it. Well. Are you saying you're not? Like, that's that's what happens. Uh, Boyd Lake says Jake Nazis. Lake City, JLC for short. Well, I don't mind that. JLC. Yeah, Jake Lake City. Okay, we knew a JDLC. Uh, Mini Monty, Fat Jesus says. Well, you know. Uh, the NBA is finally using the G League for good. They will. They will, but they won't do that until after football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Yeah, that was quick page he thought, flipping. He thought he, thought he was going to get me. You, I did get he you. He thought he was going to get, get me. You. Tell me I didn't get you. I did get you. All right, let's hear from... Uh, does anybody care about Tom Brady's divorce? In all seriousness, I need an answer to this billion-dollar question. Right after you hit the like button, leave a comment talking about whether or not you care about Tom Brady's divorce, because I think it's fascinating that he went on his podcast yesterday with Jim Gray. They do a podcast every week, Larry Fitzgerald, Tom Brady, and Jim Gray. Tom Brady talked openly about the challenges of his divorce. I'm fascinated by it. I don't know yeah. why I'm fascinated by it, but I am fascinated by Tom Brady's divorce. Number one, to be in a position where you're like, yeah, Giselle, hit the road. 
goodbye. Goodbye. And, and she leaves and buys essentially a $2 million house on my in Miami. The life they must lead is amazing. And now I cannot wait to see who he replaces Giselle's Bunchton with. Mm-hmm. Because you're stepping down, right? I guess. There's no doubt about that. You I are don't know. stepping down. I don't know down. that there's no doubt about it. I think it depends. You know? You know, like, I think you are definitely stepping down. My wife is trying to give me hand signals, and I have no idea what she's saying. My point is, I think he's absolutely stepping down. Let's hear from uh, good old uh, TB12 with Jim Gray talking about his divorce uh, and the impact it has on his football career. Yeah, Jim, you know, I think there is a lot of professionals in life that go through things that they deal with at work and they deal with at home. And obviously the good news is things that it's a very – amicable situation and i'm really focused on two things and taking care of my family and certainly my children and secondly doing the best job i can to win football games so that's what professionals do you focus at work when it's time to work and then when you come home you focus on the priorities that are at home and all you can do is the best you could do and that's what i'll just continue to do as long as i'm working and as long as i'm being a dad is there a challenge compartmentalizing between the two Well, I think that's what being a professional is. So I've dealt with a lot of challenging situations on and off the field over 23 years. And a lot of it does play out, um, you know, in front of a lot of people. So, you know, it's, I think the interesting thing for, you know, football player, athlete in general is, you know, you're out there. I always say we're not actors, you know, even though we're on TV, you know, that is our real self out there. We're trying to do our best. That's how people, really had gotten to know me over the years by being on TV. I agree. And I just think it's it's awfully interesting that we forget they have a personal life. Yeah. And what it must be, because I know people, I know professional athletes that struggle with this exact thing when their girlfriends, you know, I knew a guy whose girlfriend melted down during a game. He went back to the locker room at halftime and, you know, like was a wreck in the second half because his girlfriend was texting him about how she wanted to break up. And it's like, what are like? I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a it, it can be difficult for sure. And I think that we don't know all the inner workings. And I think that you know you you have to you know have some compassion for them. You know, like you do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Giggity says Tommy already has a line waiting to fill Giselle's bunched in. He'll be fine. Agreed. I would agree with that. Uh, Travis says, Big Daddy Magic don't care about Tom Brady. Okay. Okay. Big Daddy Magic. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Brady is getting divorced because he's solely focused on football. Could be. Uh, Tommy going to find a 20-something-year-old and be just fine. This is his second time doing this, so he'll be fine. Okay. Um, that could be. You know. Um Hi Johnson says, I'm about to ruin the show. Google Alabama Hot Pocket. Stop. Don't. Don't do it. Don't. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I'm not upset. I just think this is sort of funny. Okay. Boyd Lake says, I'm bummed by the Tommy Brady divorce, but I'm convinced Giselle is cray cray. Are you really convinced she's crazy? Yeah, I'm not convinced she's crazy. Yeah, I think that's a little excessive. I've come around to the fact that she's, and we tend to throw around the phrase, well, she's high maintenance. Yeah. Because as men, we talk down to women on a regular basis. It was explained to me last week what mansplaining is. Uh huh. 
Um, but I don't think she's crazy. I think that she has something she wants and she was not going to let go of it. She wanted Tommy to retire or she was going to divorce him. Uh, the Boston's getting better. Yeah, it's getting Tommy better. Tommy and DeVos. Uh, DeVos me. DeVos me. High maintenance. Anyway, uh, I don't view her as high maintenance. I think she was worried about Tommy. And uh, my microphone almost <laughs> fell down. So, you know, Salty Drunk says, that chick has had some serious work on that face. Wow. Yeah, that was a little rough. On yeah, that, that face. That was a little rough. You know, Big Daddy Magic again. Uh, let's see. Jerem Patterson says, does a bear poop in the woods? Yes. Give lotto tickets. Perhaps we will. JP Shanahan says, the concern that some have is if Utah keeps this up, they'll be too good to tank. Dude, they're not tanking. Yeah, they're not tanking, bro. They're not tanking. What are you talking about? Uh, Jeff Johnson says, uh, I think Giselle is having a midlife crisis. Because of the nature of her work, she doesn't have the life she wants. And Tommy is a robot. So there's that. Well, there is that. He is a machine. Tanner says, you have to know Zach <clears throat> is licking his chops right now. Dude, y'all are y'all are crazy today. Y'all like, here wild. Like, I don't even know what, what, what are we supposed to say to that? I still don't understand why people have a problem with Zach getting older cougars. Is that the right way to say that? Yes, that is the, the, yeah, sure. Yeah, I. what's wrong with dating older women? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You date older women? Tell us about it, Jake. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, that's fine. Um, anyway, the point is, uh, how about Zachy Poo? Is Zach Wilson a bust? Is that too strong? New York Jet coach Robert Sala, all gas, no break. We used to play that drop in the show, but we don't anymore. Um... It says that Zachy Poo is his starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Is is that the dreaded death knoll of the vote of confidence? I mean, it he kind of feels like it. It feels like it's Robert Salah, like, you know. I'm sorry, it's Robert Salah, please. Yeah, Salah, uh, you know, protecting his guy. And Look, I hope Zach can figure it out, you know. Uh, it would be great to see him have a long, a long career. I think he's talented, but he just hasn't come through yet. So we'll see. Do you care? Uh, I wouldn't say that it, I care that much. I mean, it's, you know, Zach Wilson is another quarterback in the league. He needs to figure it out or he's not going to be there. Like, that's what the NFL is. Okay, look, I, I I think he's a bust right now. I think he's a bust right now. And I, I just think that, and this is just my opinion, I think Zach Wilson's a bust. And I think this is not the Jets wrecking another quarterback. I think Zach Wilson just hasn't been good enough. Yeah. It's yeah. that simple. I, I just think that's just my opinion. I don't think he sucks. I don't think if he goes to another thing another team he's better. Yeah. I just think he's not he he hasn't played well. Mm -hmm. And maybe if he gets a, a quarterback coach that believes in him, maybe that changes. But he's not reading defenses very well at all. He's making terrible decisions. I I, I don't even know that there's that much of an argument. There's not. You know, uh, NY Monty fan says, I will have a side of Salah with ranch, please. See, yeah. See what he, it's ranch. It's right. It's ranch. Ranchy, right. Ranchy ranch. Food. Which, by the way, uh, ranch on pizza is amazing, which is why you need to get Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the app. Order your pizza through the app. Use the promo code Monty25. To get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza, PapaMurphy'sPizza.com. 
I'm telling you, put the app on your phone. It's the easiest thing you can order at 10 a.m. Boom, done. Do you do you like ranch on pizza? Yes, big fan. Ranch. So if you use barbecue sauce on your pizza and then dip it in ranch, Bomb, oh my dude. god. Bomb. Oh my Absolutely god. Absolutely incredible. Like it I don't believe that there's any taboo thing on pizza. I mean, not really. It's all preference. Other than pepperoni and olives. Like you can't yeah, put pepperoni olives, and olives. olives. If you eat olives, you're just yeah. You on. know. You know. It is what it is. Uh Jeremy Bolton says I don't think it helps that the yellow line won't block for Zaki Poo. Probably not. I mean, I think it doesn't help that he throws interceptions by throwing back over the middle of the field. That's dumb. Uh, Mike Maple says, does this mean that Tommy will start that John Daly diet? Probably not. Nobody gets depressed when they break up with their girlfriend. Bro. Do they, Jake? Yeah, they do. Okay. Anyway, the point is, um, have you started the John Daly diet? No. You haven't. Okay. What? You seem upset. I'm good. Uh, Jake, can you uh, make a drop of the amazing? Uh, I'll try. You could. Uh, Thanksgiving pizza, stuffing as the crust. Cranberry is the sauce. Turkey and cheese is the toppings. Yes, please. Where's the apple pie fit in on that? Jeff's, uh, Jeff Johnson, I guess I should be putting these on the screen. Jeff Johnson says, I think Zach will figure it out. He's, he's precision and arm uh, talent is excellent. Just needs to get the right guy to help him get his head straight. He'll be good. Yeah, I mean, he better be good. He better be good. All right, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Uh, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. If you've been in Iraq and you need an attorney, if you're sitting here asking yourself if you need an attorney, the answer is yes. You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need. 8 o'clock on the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Mrs. Monty is trying to confidently wiggle her way into the room wearing a vest. (laughs) Hey, she's going to be able to hear the drops now. Good morning. Yes, she's going to be able to hear the drops. Mrs. Monty is going to put her headphones on, um, and she is going to be able to hear the drops because, yes, we actually invested in a pair of headphones. You know, so uh, we turn, will. Turn the mic. You gotta turn the mic up. See, you got I mean, they're headphones. You put them over your ears. You just you put them over your ears. <laughs> God. Hello. Like it's amazing to me that you just struggled to put on headphones. She needs you, know. you turn the mic up. Turn oh yeah, I should probably turn her turn, microphone. Turn the mic. Good morning, Mrs. Monty. Not my fault. Whoa! What happened? Hello? 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 Are you on? She's not. What? We can't hear. What is going on here? Can't hear her, bro. I cannot hear her. Hello? Okay, let's try four. Yeah, what is the sto- What is going Like, we have had studio gremlins in this deal. Hello? No. No. I cannot I, hear her. Put it back in three. I, what is the story here? Yeah, I don't understand. Can you hear yourself now? Yeah, I don't understand why why this is. Um, they. What do you know? There we go. What do you say? What do you know? What do you say? 
It's his first time using the board. Man, today. well, but I, I'm telling we have had some technical issues. We have had some technical issues. Salty Drunk says, uh, the vest shows off your beautiful eyes, Mrs. Monty. That's not what he meant. I don't believe that's what he meant. He was not talking about your eyes that it shows off. Of course he meant that. Yeah, that's exactly what he meant. Uh, I, wait, I almost forgot. Um, Mont has a nickname already. It's Karen Montaminer. Okay, well, you can try to dispel your nickname as the Super Soaker Tanner, <laughs> but that's not, you're not, no, man. You, you ain't going to do that. Eric and Raleigh says, Tanner, you failed as the executive producer. Sometimes, quote, sometimes you crank the soldier boy and sometimes a soldier boy cranks you. Facts. Okay. I'm not really. Uh, what? No, no, okay. That's, um, a, that's a song reference. Uh, no, are you uh, sure? What? Did that, did you, I, I wasn't sure if you knew that song or not. <laughs> like, I, guy, what? I'm just trying to help. All of a, you, all of a sudden, you're single, not single, guy and all of a sudden you like feel empowered and stuff. you out of your goddamn mind well mm -hmm. you feel empowered no I'm do you want to i just i just was i didn't know if you knew that song sorry okay. it's fine all right let's talk about jake paul real quick because mrs monty wants to talk about this story today can i just tell you that i couldn't give a rat's ass about jake paul <laughs> boxing like i hate jake paul i quite literally hate I, jake paul i don't like him either but what I found that's funny about this is that they're like raving like, yeah, Jake Paul is like doing so awesome. Mm -hmm. He's literally like 25 and he fought a 47 year old. Now, Anderson Silva, I'm not saying like, you know, he's old and washed up. Yeah, he right? is. He, well, since he tested positive for steroids and broke his leg, I'm going to say he's old and that washed up. That was so gnarly, okay. dude. Well, yeah, okay. But like they're totally pumping this like, man, it was the best fight ever. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute. The dude is more than twice your age. Why do people, in, in the comments, I'd love to hear about this. Yeah. If somebody wants to explain to me why Jake Paul is relevant, I would love to hear it. He's got millions of followers on YouTube. The guy is a multi, multi, multi gazillionaire. Yeah. Somebody needs to enlighten well, me as to what I am missing on the greatness of Jake I Paul because I don't see it at all. The thing for Jake Paul is he started on the Disney Channel. You have to remember that. So, like, he 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 has had followers for a long, long time, yeah. like over a decade. And I think a lot of those same people are the ones who watch his fights and support his journey. And, like, you know, like, that's support the, that's the his journey. Yeah. And, what is it's like a, like no well, there is no journey his but, his journey is to i'm a dickhead that's what his journey it, it like because he is like they're both like, i have never and if if you love those guys and I, I explain to me why i should they're fighting a bunch of washed up old bros winning those fights and like oh king of the world and it's like dude they're old Guy, like, do you feel better now you're a 25-year-old beating the crap out of, like, an AARP executive? Like, congratulations, dude. You're a douche. Like, I just don't understand it. I don't. Now, I, I would say I couldn't get in the ring, and most people couldn't get in the ring with Anderson Silva and not get the crap beat I out could. of him. No, I don't think so. Don't, that, that's I, a lie. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't I'm either. say no. So it, it is kind of remarkable. He only started taking boxing seriously in the last couple of years. And so people are pretty impressed that he's actually made it to this level. Yeah. But I'm not as impressed about the Anderson Silva fight. Like, fight someone 
in your class at your age and then let me know how you do. Well, and this isn't the first time people are saying that, you know, he like the fights are kind of rigged and like he's getting help and like, you know, there's clear he, video of him whiffing and Anderson still falling like and and it's not the first it, time. It's what it, it it that's what it feels like and he's a guy and I totally get it. I understand it. He's trying to make his living. I get it. There is no doubt in my mind, and I and that was going to be my next point is that I think he is he he pays guys to dive. Yeah, I don't know how you I don't know how you get any other. Yeah, you come to any other end than that. You know, like I I just don't I I have no respect for the guy. He's a, a Jake Paul is a sideshow. He's a circus. He I is, would agree with that. He's a clown. Yeah. He it, also because he already has so. When you think about the normal path for a boxer, you're not coming from a lot of money. Yeah. And so you don't usually have a huge team. You have the the gym that you work out. You have a team, but not like J Jake Paul, I want to say, has like 20 people on oh, his yeah, team that does, you know, all like he lives the life of like a celebrity boxer. Mm -hmm. And so people are saying like there's a, you know, somewhat an unfair advantage there that most boxers are not coming up through that that they don't have that huge team. So, but I just thought it was funny that he's like, yeah, like it was as if he fought an equal yeah. and it's like, no, you, you fought a dude who's, you know, and yeah. it's not technically a professional fight. It's an amateur, you know, yeah. like it's a, I, I, you know, look, I just don't, the guy drives me crazy mm -hmm. that that's, this is all like a PR stunt. This is all just to make money. And, and I get it. Like his, his fights do well. Apparently his YouTube audience supports him. Like, I totally understand it. Like, there's value in him. I totally understand it. I would never pay to watch this guy fight. Mm -hmm. no. I, I would, I, I just, I won't do it because I don't see any value in, in the, in the, it's not entertainment. It's professional wrestling. Well, and I think the other thing that they're counting on is like, because it's amateur fights that, that it's like, it's relatable to your average Joe. You know, like this is very different than a UFC fight or like a Mayweather fight or something, you know, you, how, how different is it though? I think it's completely different. Yeah. It's a totally different product. It's not, it's not anywhere near a professional fight. Yeah. But I do think that you said something that's important, relatable. Yeah. People feel like they know Jake Paul. They, they feel like they've grown up with him. Mm -hmm. And so I think that brings an extra, um, attraction mm -hmm. to, to what he's doing. Yeah. I agree. Eric and Raleigh says everyone Jake Paul is fighting, quote unquote, is laying down for the money. I don't yeah. disagree with that. Uh, Carlin LeFevre says Jake Paul is really good at promoting himself. He's excellent at promoting himself. Super. Kyle A says, could you turn up Mrs. Monty's mic a little bit, please? Maybe, maybe I just need to get closer. Yeah, it's pretty well up. I don't know that I could turn it up anymore. Hey. Uh, but if you want to hear more of Mrs. Monty, just tell me that. Uh, Jake, Jake Paul is basically running bum fights that he participates in, Eric and Raleigh says. I would agree with that. Uh, Jerem Patterson, don't like Jake Paul, but I respect the vision and marketing and entertainment he provides to millions. He's not an athlete, pure entertainment, nothing more. I, I don't I don't oh, mind that. Good point. Yeah, I don't mind that. Jake Paul is a bum, in my opinion, super soaker. I mean, Tanner says. <laughs> By the way, Mrs. Monty, did you hear that we we renamed Tanner to the super soaker? Well, the comment section did. We yeah, did. we did. Yeah, we did. We the did. comment section yeah. did. We didn't. Yeah. The comment section did. I, I do. You know. I really do wish that Grocock was around because <laughs> there is no better name. Every single day. <laughs> Every single day. There is no better name. Can we go one show? 
and I'm serious. This is <laughs> like a this is hat. a this is a serious request. Right? Yeah. Can we go one show where you don't say the word cock? Just <laughs> one. I know it's a crazy request, right? Like I know it's it's outlandish. Having fun Just is the name of the game. One show where you don't say the word cock. Maybe. Um, Probably not. Just, I mean, even even if, because you're only on for like an hour a day, maybe just 30 minutes a day where you don't, you know, where you don't roll out talking about, oh, cock rings and cock this, and let's go to the cock fights with grow cock with a cock ring. <laughs> just one show. Probably not. One show. You, you guys said it earlier. I heard um, you say his name earlier. Why, I know why the comment section said say it. Say his name because you seem to have some obsession with that word which by you the know. way i'm not terribly opposed to you being obsessed with the word <laughs> cock i'm not i don't want to make this clear like i'm not terribly opposed to that <laughs> you know you, you know what i got you know oh what i got when god. i woke up this morning some cock oh my god guy <laughs> dude get a room jesus a sore throat <laughs> Uh, oh, do you have a sore throat? Mm. Welcome, welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. Let's get in the hot tub, make out the yes, other night. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um. So I woke up, and I told this story earlier. I woke up at eleven thirty-two last night, and had a coughing fit, and I was up to like one ten. I went. We have a guest room in our house. I went and sat in our guest room for a while. Um. I and I do this thing in my life, and I don't know why I do this. Honestly. You know, where I stood in my bathroom last night looking at the bottle of NyQuil and, and debating, am I going to take the NyQuil or am I not going to take the NyQuil? I don't know um, if I love you anymore. So what did I do? Um, I didn't take the NyQuil. <laughs> and so what happened at 1130 last night? I had a coughing fire fit. Fire and fury. <laughs> I had a coughing fit. So I was up pretty much all night. I finally fell asleep at like 1.10 and I woke up like every half hour because to, to fight the coughing fit, I've been using this canteen, right, um, of late. I really like having the water canteen. So I'm just drinking water to, you know, to lubricate, moisten the palate. Right. Moist. Right. Right. And it's just one of those things where then I had to pee like every five minutes and it was brutal. And so I got I got dressed this morning, went downstairs, slept for 20 more minutes until Jake showed up, and here I am. Yeah. Brutal. So you woke up with a sore throat this morning is what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, and whose fault is it? Don't look at me. Oh, you, who had a sore throat last week and a cough? Yeah. And, so who's and, got I, it? and I got over it. So who's got it this week? Yeah. We well, do. It works in this family. You know. Yeah, that's how it works in this family. So I did not sleep well last night. So the question, Mrs. Monty, is are we giving away lotto tickets tomorrow? Because the original plan was to leave here, go get some lotto tickets, and then come back, and we have to do some other stuff today at 3 here. And now I'm going home and taking a nap. That's what I'm doing. Wow. So. I, man, I thought that was the plan, but okay. I, uh, well, I mean, we need to figure it out. If I have to go up there at midnight, I guess I'll go up there at midnight. I don't, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, you know, driving drowsy is the same thing as driving drunk, they say. So. Well, that's true. Who does you know? Kate, Jake can just punch you like every five minutes. No, he'll be sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. He is also a car sleeper. Yeah. Go Black 45 yeah. says, Mrs. 100%. Monty is practicing her ASMR voice for her channel. Yeah. Okay. I got you. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Tanner Plummer says, Monty, are you jealous of Growcock? No. 
I'm not at all. Like he's, I think he's 12. Yeah, Big Dog O Town says they want to bring Rocky back on the screen. What number are we at now? 30? Why? Don't do that. No. Sylvester Stallone don't. isn't coming back mm -hmm. to Rocky, in my opinion, Tanner says. I hope not. Uh, Cody Whiting says, guys, I opened your show to the word lubricant and moist. Best sports talk show in Utah. <laughs> Wait, what were you lubricating? <laughs> No, I'm not answering that. I'm not. No. See, this is oh, why I'm saying you oh, try to bring you try to bring me into these it conversations. Okay, I, you know, it, well, make the hand gesture again. What? Oh, it was the throat. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! You do this intentionally. Schemers. I do not. Yes, you do. I'm I'm convinced. My milkshake brings the boys to the yard. No, you're no no. <laughs> No, I'm not doing it. Uh, there's a lot of m monsoonal moisture in the show today, Keith Carl <laughs> says. There's actually not because I'm not. <clears throat> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so wrong. Wow. These, these headphones don't stay very well. Yeah, well, they stay fine on my head. Uh, Super Soaker doesn't <laughs> appreciate that dog? comment, Keith. What has that got to do with anything? What is my Bro. anyway? Uh, My Monty fan says, "What was this Grocock fellow's profession? He was a he was a student. He was a kid from Australia. Yeah. If you don't know who Grocock is, that's literally his name, Corey Grocock. Corey Grocock. And he was a kid who listened to the show. And one day in the comments, he's like, we were giving away an Xbox at the time. And in the comments one day, he was like, hey, if I can get fifty votes, can I win the Xbox today, right now? I'm a man. And so we said, okay. And so Jeremy Bolton included in this was yeah. like, yeah, give it to him. Yeah. And so like 50 people were like, yeah, give it to him. So we gave it to him. I'm going to do that. And now Grocock is a legend on the show and he's never come back. Nope. Never. He was like, got it. Gone. Not one time. Mm -hmm. uh, if Grocock was around, would Mrs. Monty put a ring on it? No, I already have a ring. It, it's a valid question. No. Yeah, it's a valid mm. question. Tanner, uh, Super Soaker thinks so, Eric. You're not Super S. You are Super yeah, Soaker. Yeah, Super S doesn't quite get it done. Yeah, you know. Uh, Giggity says, Grocock was uh, was a hustled and played all of us in the comments. Yes, yes. he did. Probably. Suckers. I'm for real. Uh, Giggity says, I regret my decision. <laughs> Tan Or Jeremy says, hey, Giggity, I regret my decision. It's your fault. Yeah, yep. it's your fault. Yep. Arlington Bear says Grocock is old school. Yeah, you. If you're a long time, if you're a long time on this show, you know who Grocock is. Yes, you do. Because the guy's a legend. The guy is absolutely a legend. NY Monty fan says this must be when I was listening to Apple Podcasts, probably. Yeah. But you're awake and alive now, and you're here. Uh, Tanner Super Soaker's ears are curling, Keith. Okay. All right, Mrs. Monty, what's your next um, Mrs. Monty what else in we the got? news story today? Because there's actually, whoa, wrong button. There's actually a couple of good ones in this one today. So you were talking about Giselle earlier. Yeah. Jizzy, please. Yeah. Jizzy. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved that there are now odds about who Giselle will date next. <laughs> that That's how obsessed we are. We love to gamble on everything yeah. and... Now there are odds, and there is a clear favorite on who she's going to date oh, next. Oh, God. Can you, can Antonio you, Brown? Oh, my God. No. No. I, I mean, who, who dates every hot celebrity divorced woman? 
Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Boom. <laughs> it's got to be Pete you Davidson. Nailed it. And the the memes are amazing. She's not dating Pete Davidson. Yeah, come on. That's I way mean, that's her, B, isn't Pete Davidson below Giselle's Bunchton? Yeah. I mean, can, see, she there's something class. about but, Pete because obviously, like, there's so many famous rich women who are like, but no, I'll, there's I'll not. Taste it. There's not. Like Kim Kardashian is not on Giselle Bunchton's level. No. Like Giselle's Bunchton is way better than Kim K's Bunchton. Yeah. Like, Giselle I mean, has class, you, I feel like. Giselle you, has a certain level yeah and i i just think with all due respect to to kim k and i mean with all due respect she's just not on with all due respect she's not on that level she's not i don't know i mean giselle is target kim k is walmart like you're, it, it's just right well yeah am so, i wrong about that like i just feel no, like she's not that. yeah so he had the but know. pete has the best odds at, at plus yeah, yeah, 1200. yeah. Who, who else is on the list next right behind him jason momoa Ooh. And I would say, hit that, Giselle. Hit it. Ooh. You go, girl. Get it. Yeah. There's others. Uh, one of them is way off. Leonardo DiCaprio. She oh, is I would way love that. Old. Oh, my yeah, God. She's awesome, way dude. too old for Leonardo. No. no. He has Yo, a no. strict window of like 25 no. Yeah, he, Well, yeah, he is a bit of a pedo. I, I don't disagree with that. There's not a chance she is in his age range. But uh, John Mayer. No, John Mayer. Okay, Giselle is forty-two. Yeah, dude, you lay down. You lay down. Leo's you lay down with flies, dude. Mm -mm. John Mayer has. I mean, dude, he's been around the Leo's block. Leo's forty-seven, so we're just saying that Leo likes younger. Oh, do you not know this? He has yeah, a strict yeah. age a young, range. Yeah, he like, is a I, I actually want to say it's like maybe twenty-two to twenty-seven or something. Yeah, he's he like dates super, kids. Yeah, super but young. I, I, I don't. I look at John Mayer kind of. He's got fleas, dude. That dude has been with so many people, John Mayer. If you were John Mayer, wouldn't you like play the game, the field, man? Yes. I, I would. Yes, you but, sing you a song, but Giselle swoon. doesn't strike me as a hoe. She's not like nah, that. She's not, not that her. woman who's like around. She's not J Lo around. Like nah. she's not like that's not who she is. She's. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm she's saying. a little more classy than that. Like yeah. I just. I view her on a different But cut. again, she hasn't had the opportunity either, though. So it's kind of like, I agree with you, but <clears throat> who's to say, I guess? You yeah. Know? Chris Evans, he's also. No. Come on. Another guy that's been around. Come on. Is Bradley Cooper, is Bradley Cooper hot, or is he just like, he tans too much? No, he's, he's no, hot. I think I think women like Michael Bradley McConaughey Cooper. tans too much. No, Matthew, Mc Matthew. Matthew McConaughey. Michael. Matthew. Uh, sorry. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey smells like he you look at him and he smells like B.O. He looks like wow. a guy that smells like B.O. That's messed up. Right. Well, he doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I don't hang out with him. No, he is a he is a known yeah, anti Yeah, anti deodorant <laughs> guy. Mm. I uh, there's nothing where I was around a dude over the weekend in Boise that just I I and I just dude. Like you got to do better than that. Mm -hmm. you also know, like, on the list to stir the pot here. Oh God, no. Gronk. No, no, you no, no. Do you think she'll cry on his shoulder, dude? No. Sometimes, you, okay, maybe. No, no, no. Giselle and Gronk. Hey, come on. They were all already close. I mean, like, what kind of guy is she gonna date? Like, what is what is her level? Is she more of like a an actor, banker, like tycoon chick, or is she much more like a, she's not somebody that's a jock hopper is what I'm saying. Like no, she doesn't strike I, me as a jock hopper. Now Tom's a sophisticated dude. 
And I think I think that's what she likes. You know, he's not like, your typical. He's not your yeah. typical meathead. Yeah, Gronk right. and Gronk is very much like Jake Paul. I don't understand the obsession with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, like I get yeah. it. He bangs porn stars. He parties all the time. He's hot. Like he went to Arizona. I totally understand it. I've never understood this whole thing where people are like, oh, I want to be Rob Gronkowski. Oh, me meathead. Ooh. Like I've never <laughs> understood that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't have anything for you. I don't yeah. get it. All right, what are the people saying? Um, let's see. Giggity says, no way. Gronk has a, f a fine honey. Yeah. Does he have a girlfriend now? Probably. That would... Wow. Okay. Teddy Wayman says, uh, she should date Jennifer Aniston. Both classy. I'd pay to watch that. <laughs> uh, Gumbylicious says, John Mayer has fleas. He does. He does. I feel like John Mayer's been around. I don't you know, know personally about any fleas you know. for him. Uh, Travis Bird but. says Big Daddy Magic is demanding lottery tickets. How about that? Ooh, go okay. right ahead and demand all you like. Fat Jesus says uh, Pete Davidson has a bigger chest than Tom Brady. Okay. Okay. I don't really want to see Pete Davidson naked. Isn't he like, he's, he's very much like Taylor Swift. Like if they're naked, they look like E.T. And I'm just <laughs> not here for that. Like I, I, don't, I don't know that Taylor Swift looks like ET. You know what I don't like about Pete? really no, bad tattoos. Not yeah, like I feel like a twelve-year-old drew on all of his tattoos, and it's just bad. Yeah, yeah, it's like, not great. Tattoos are great if they are done well. I'm I'm just mm -hmm. not. I don't know. I like Pete as a comedian. I actually think he's funny, but. I'm just not here for like that's yeah. just you ruined that now. <clears throat> you ruined like thinking about Giselle Bunchton laying in bed with Pete Davidson makes me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah. And as you can see, there's I mean, not much hope for you left. Dude, like it's, it's brutal. Just not, I'm it's not brutal, doing it. Yeah. I'm telling you, she's not Pete Davidson is not. No, that's not. I can't no. see that, dude. No, there's just yeah, no. I can't see that. There's no way. Brett Burnett says Giselle won't date again ever. Too focused on the kids. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't I, say that See, at that's all. such a horse. Yeah. I, uh, I won't date until they're 18 or I get caught. Like that's all that is. Because you're not going. <laughs> I, I'm telling you now, adults need sex with very few, few exemptions. Adults like adults like planting seeds in gardens. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the women who are like, oh, I won't have sex until my kids are out of the house. You're a liar. Everybody's got that hoe in them. We all know it. That's right, T. Oh, but Dr. Laura said I have a shut up with Dr. Laura. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Go get that. Anyway. Saddle up, sweetheart. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gummy Licious says, uh, Gazelle, the kind of girl to rob the cradle on her next outing. You just uh, called Giselle Gazelle. Yeah, it's Giselle, not Gazelle. NY Monty fan says, Alex Rodriguez slamming home runs. That's gross. Hey, Alex Rodriguez and Giselle's Bunchton. Yeah, no. See, the problem it's is... An the problem is... I would lose respect for Giselle based on who she dates. And Tom Brady will always be amazing because he's going to date many women. Mm -hmm. The the double you are standard. You so weird with your bromance with him. With Tom, and not, his I, like excessively big gums. He, I, okay. He uh, first of all, I don't like, have. You can see everything <laughs> inside his mouth. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. 
<laughs> I don't have an obsession. What, what do you mean, obs- bromance with Tom Brady? I don't love Tom Brady. You have a little bromance with him. No, he mouth kisses his boys. Like I don't. I want it. <laughs> I saw the reality series on on Facebook. Did you see that? that? Were you duly Were you duly traumatized, such as myself? No, just children. Okay, well, I'm just telling you that was weird. Uh, let's see. Salty Drunk says that Big Daddy Magic crap is irritating. Can we ban him? <laughs> See Big Daddy Magic? Look what you've done. Brett Burnett says Zach and Giselle just because. No. Zach Jizzy. Wilson. And Jizzy. Excuse oh, me. Oh, that's Zach totally Wilson. like right in mm. Zach's range. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Why isn't See, he but, on the odds and board? The, and, but here's the other thing I don't understand. Why is he a villain for doing what he's done? Other than he sucks at football. But other than that, like if you're Zach Wilson, he's, he, you're, you're a good looking dude. Because he is a good-looking dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is a good-looking dude. He's got that baby-face assassin game Yeah, working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're a good-looking yeah. dude. Yeah. Why are you not out trying to to field and infield? He's why an are assassin. you not? Yeah, why are you not running through the entire cheerleading squad? Mm. I would be. He's mm. not. He's running through the moms of the cheerleading squad. Right. And, and, um. Hey, kudos, bro. <laughs> but if Giselle did that... The double standard's amazing. You know, I kind of like the idea of Zach and Giselle. I, you I do. think this is an opportunity. Yeah. Why did you change your voice to like sultry porn girl? I think, I think this <laughs> is an opportunity. It's a good call. It's you did. You call. changed your voice right there. You know, and I, I don't know why. Uh, Giggity <laughs> says maybe Jake needed Are some you... mouth kissing as a kid and he wouldn't be the way he is now. Oh, wow. Are you, un- Are you <laughs> wow. uncomfortable with it? What? My voice. No. Not at all. Are you jealous? No, it's growing. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Teddy Wayman says Zach is a hero, in my opinion. Uh, My Monty fan says Zach Milfson wants to tap into the fountain of greatness that is Tom Brady. It starts with you. Yeah, maybe he can get better with the See? playbook by doing that. See? You know, ah, there's an opportunity there. Yeah, That's great. Come on, you go. Fat Jesus says she should hook up with Peyton Manning. Oh, stop. Ew. He's gross. No, he he's is like so that. gross. That story about him at Tennessee, where he allegedly, you know, put his bajo on some trainer's face, like that's disgusting. Like Peyton Manning's what? gross. You didn't hear the story? No, but that's I'd have okay. to go back and look that's it up okay. a little bit. That's but right. Peyton Manning's isn't Peyton Manning's Peyton gross. Peyton Manning's not like he's not hot anyway. No, he's like, no. Yeah. no, not no, not at all. Uh, Tanner Plummer says Zach is only a villain in the eyes of BYU fan base. To the rest of the world, he's a legend. No, he's not. I don't know about all that. What are you talking yeah. about? Salty drunk says uh, harsh on my man Jake. There, giggity. Now all of a sudden, oh, now all of a sudden, Jake has fans. Apparently, you know that's fine. They're defending you. Barfing Chicken says Giselle and Kirk Cousins. She nah. wants some of that midday menace. Nah, <laughs> he is though. Wow. He is a midday menace though. He's garbage oh on God. on prime time night games. Oh my! So God. good in the middays. Wow, that was amazing. All right, what's next, Mrs. Monty, and your news? Oh. So that oh the, yeah we're doing a segment here you know but it's fine God, no no please <clears throat> I'll be over here bro what I, I'm I've cleared the runway <laughs> I, I, it's oh, a is, that a, is that a euphemism right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. got it next no the the next thing you want to talk about I know yay is 
Yeah. Oh, Here we go. A, a, a little controversial, or at least we're just tired of it. But yeah. it, we're sneakerheads. We collect. Yeah. Right? And it was a huge thing. Like, that was the competition when Yay partnered with Adidas. Yeah. That it, it created the only really true competition to what Nike had going. And now it's gone. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of speculation on what's going to happen. Um, and who he will partner with next because he is still really popular in places that don't mind racism. Yeah. Like wow. China. I, I know I'm no, serious. Don't, don't you mean like, like Florida? Like Russia, China. He's super popular. His shoes are super popular. There's investors over there that are really interested in his work. And so now yeah. the question is... You remember when uh, Dennis Rodman went went overseas and like they loved him and that's where he thrived at. Now the speculation is is that maybe Kanye will move. He will move. Yeah, well, but you know where he's moving to. You you know where he's moving to, right? Where? Tridaytrading.com slash Monty because he wants to make real money <laughs> and he wants to stop relying on Adidas, which is exactly what you should do. You should go to Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you check it out. Do you guys know what day trading is? Um, we it, It's the AMC to the moon thing, man. We make good money on that. Um, and I'm a huge stock market fan. And if you're hating your job today as you travel in on the highways and byways, if you're dreading your job, you should go to TridayTrading.com. If you love your job and you're looking for a side hustle, go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Hook it up. Um, they are, very simply put, going to teach you how to be a prolific day trader at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, and all you have to do is watch their free webinar. That's it. That's all we're asking you to do. We're not asking you to spend money. We are simply asking you to go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and watch their free webinar and then make a decision because I think once you watch the webinar, you're going to understand what day trading is. You're going to understand how their program works. And the best thing about their program is they coach you and mentor you. Once you're through, it's not like you're dead to them or they're dead to you. You have an ongoing relationship with the guys at Triday Trading. They're a great local company in Lehigh. Check it out. Watch the free webinar. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show when you register, please. TridayTrading.com slash Monty, no obligation, no cost, free webinar, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Triday Trading brings you uh, all of your Utah Jazz and NBA talk here on the Monty Show. By the way, we should say that um, coming up here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a huge NBA promotion, a contest for you, uh, where you'll be able to win tickets to the NBA All-Star Game. So we're super excited about that coming up on the show, so stick around uh, for that. But uh, speaking of Yeezys, I was never a Yeezy guy. Yeah. No. So I was thinking about it this morning because I almost bought another pair of shoes this morning. I did not. I am proud of myself because right. we're all on like as though Mrs. Monty is a vegetarian. I am now a shoeitarian in that I am not buying shoes currently. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about it this morning. I do not own a single pair of shoes related to Yeezy. I only own one pair of Adidas, one pair of New Balance. Everything else is Nike. So I've never been a Yeezy guy. Like, But I do think in pop culture terms, Con this Kanye meltdown is one of the stories of the year. Like, I feel like Kanye West melting down mm -hmm. is arguably the biggest entertainment story of the year. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a big picture thing. I think it's, you know, there's, uh, it's very dynamic. There's a lot happening with it. And 
you know, whether he's moving overseas or, you know, whether there's another company that drops him or, you know, it just seems like there's something new with it every day, you know, and, and I, and, and it's unfortunate to watch him, watch him fall, you know, cause he's really talented and, and you know, it's the price you pay. So, yeah, yeah I think it's interesting to see how he makes a comeback because he will get another shot. He will get another shot. I think that yeah. there is no, there is no doubt about that. He will, he will get another shot. I have no doubt in my mind. I think it's simply a matter of time. But when he comes back, are you willing to embrace him? Like, would you, would you listen to his music? Like MLB, you were telling me the other day on a story because we never talk baseball on the show ever under any circumstance. Uh, MLB um, took a lot of heat for playing Kanye's music. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was MLB on Fox uh, took yeah took heat for playing his his music on on the outro of an inning or whatever. Oh, oh wow, huge breaking news! Utah State AD John Hartwell has resigned, according to Pete Thamel. Um, this okay. So did you guys? And you may have heard this. I don't know. Um, there was a huge lawsuit last week about Utah State where a former player um, was being a whistleblower about sexual assault at Utah State. Mm -hmm. And he says he was targeted, including by the coaching staff. And he was not protected so much so that he had to leave the football team in Utah State. And this was a huge story last week. And now Utah, according to Pete Thamel, Utah State AD John Hartwell has resigned from Utah State last night to move his family back to the South. Quote, we had a great run at Utah State. I don't buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second. He said, it's time to make sure my family comes first. I don't buy this for a second. He spent seven and a half years at Utah State um, before he was the athletic director at Troy um, I think your athletic director doesn't resign Tuesday in the middle of the football season. <laughs> yeah. And technically it would be Monday in the middle of the football season. Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, this is that blowback from, from Utah state that this scandal at Utah state, like, yeah. How is Utah state continuing to get it so wrong in the, in the football world in the, in this state? I don't yeah, understand. I mean, obviously it. things happen, you know, and they get hidden for a while and then they start coming out. And I think that, you know, the dominoes fall. Like, that's how it works in our world, you know? Like, it, whether it's Kanye or Utah State or, you know, I'd even I'd even use Kyrie as an example. Like, you know, if you're, you're, you're going to do things and you're going to try to hide them, like, that's that's what happens. So I, I, I don't think it's unique to Utah State. I think Utah State just is the one in the state messing it up. I think you're going to have to – You're. I think he resigned because I think he knows he's got to fire Blake Anderson. I think one, their football program's not going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, I think this lawsuit, uh, this and the kid's name, it was Patrick Maddox. Um, this lawsuit, where you know all of the filings are now public about the salacious, terrible things that Blake Anderson did to this kid and around sexual assault, and that's a huge story that the AD at Utah State resigned on a Monday during football and just packed his his stuff and left. Yeah. Like that's a that's a huge deal. I'm sure he'll get paid, you know, millions and millions of dollars for the next thirty years or something. Yeah. Stupid. Well, if he resigned, does he? I don't. They have such crazy deals that people can do something egregiously wrong, and then they're like, "Yeah, 
who was the guy, Alabama, was it Alabama or in the South somewhere mm-hmm. that, uh, that they were like, yeah, you're going to have to go. And he was like, sweet, go ahead and pay me. And he left. Yeah. You're talking about, uh, Ed Ogeron at, uh, LSU. Yeah. So Ed Ogeron tells a story where he knew he was getting fired. Yeah. And so the athletic director came in his office and was like, hey, we're going to have to let you go. Uh, we, we, we feel like we might need to move in a different direction. And Ed Ogeron was like, whew, thank God, where do I sign? <laughs> because he got a huge payout. Yeah. Brian Harson, who just got fined it or fired it at uh, Auburn. Yeah. Nowhere else do you get fired and get millions of dollars. I Yeah, I don't know, it, man. It's so bizarre to me. He quit on a flipping Monday night and moved his family out of town. Yes. There, there's something wrong with that. They're, 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 Tom Basilius said, this is massive news. I think it is. Jeremy Bolton says, wow, Coach Anderson next has to be. This lawsuit, the problem with this sex assault lawsuit at Utah State is it involves the police department, it involves a football program. It involves bullying and threatening and ostracizing a whistleblower. Like, there is nothing good that comes from this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Incredible. NY Monty fan says, what, what, when things don't make sense, they don't make sense. Something is cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Tanner says, I feel bad for Utah State. Dang. Well, you made your bed. Yeah. I, this, this, and you guys are going to hate that I'm going to say this, but. Sex assault in, uh, among sports and men of influence has got to stop. Yeah. We have got to stop this. We have a culture in sports where is it, it is acceptable to commit heinous crimes against women. And, you know, I thought that that would probably end with the Me Too movement, and it hasn't ended. It hasn't gotten better. It hasn't gone away. And men continue to value women for one thing, and that is sex. And until we stop that, Stuff like what happened up in Logan at Utah State's going to continue. Yeah, and these are not good men losing their job. You're an athletic director, and your football coach did what he did. You should resign. Thanks. They should not have to buy you out. And that Blake Anderson is still em- employed at Utah State. And I don't know that this has anything to do with his son's story and mental health awareness. I don't care. What Blake Anderson is alleged to have done in this lawsuit is heinous. And he, it, it cannot continue. We, we have a culture of sexual assault on college campuses and specifically with athletes and amongst powerful, powerful affluent white men in this country, and it's got to stop. Yeah. It, it just can't continue. 100%. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Barfing Chicken says, I don't get why they do it. You're freaking rich. Pay, uh, pay a P-star. Do what Rob. Yeah, that's the incredible did. thing. Like it's it's like you have all this resource, you know, and 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 and, and that's where that's where I feel like it kind of sends the message that it's not really about you know about no, just the sex. Play. Yeah, it's no, like no, a, it's a power it's definitely thing. Yeah, a power play, and, yeah. and it's the age old like yeah the the one way you know especially with like a what we have with so many religions where purity amongst females is what's valued, then you can abuse someone through sex mm-hmm. right so yeah. it, it, it's i a- i think and again this is just my opinion i just think that we have a problem with sex in this country and well, really I mean, there's no it's not about this that, country yeah. but i the best example of this is is bob Kraft. you're yeah. you're a multi-billionaire yeah. and you went to a, a, a massage parlor and got sexual service well and the thing about that like, whole what situation, are you doing 
the thing about that whole situation is it's so casual for him. Like this is not that was not his. Yeah, first this time. is who like, he is. This, this is, is what, like he what he does. Would do. It's yeah. weird yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, like oh, we uh, we're playing in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. Well, yeah, let's go down here for three hours on my private jet, and then we'll go no. up to the game. Well, no, like, he I mean, that's, he lives there. And the game was in Kansas City. He was like, okay, well, let's see. I've got my private plane parked at the airport. You know, I can go by the Jade Dragon on the way. And I can see what's her name. And we can do what's the thing. And then I can Love go on boy. to the AFC Championship game. And, you know, and then on the way home, I might stop back by too. Like, it's just his way of life. Yeah. It's bizarre to me. Yeah. And I'll say something that will probably shock a lot of people. Oh, God. But if... We know that there is a desire to have sex with people to pay them for it. So make it legal and re and regulate it. It is in some places, yeah. and it is safer. And then you're not getting caught getting your rub and tug at the Jade Dragon. Yeah, like I'm, like she's not wrong. You're you know, rub. You're not wrong. Right, but you're not, you're not wrong. wrong. Like, you're not wrong. Let's be honest about it. Let's yeah. stop trying to be a, a culture of hiding and let's actually do something that legalizes it, regulates it, and makes it safer for all parties. Yeah. Go to the bunny ranch. Totally legal. Yeah. We all know that there's other basketball yeah, I, stars who've gone there. Uh was it Lamar? Lamar Odom almost yeah. died at a at a at a legal These? house of what is wrong with you? They slip down my head constantly. Well, tighten them. I did. They're tight. Well, you I, have a no, tiny cranium. It's my cranium. hair. Okay. Well, let's put on a hat, sweetheart. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, anyway, Giggity said, thank you, Mrs. Monty. The oldest profession in the world needs to be legalized. It, 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 but the problem is, is we, this is mental health, is the same conversation. We, we, do, we do it in the back alleys. We do it where nobody can see it. We don't talk about it. God forbid we talk about it. And we hide from it. And, and so it becomes this pariah. It becomes this, this social We want to shame people? Thing. You know, oh, absolutely we want to shame people. How many people wanted the Bob Kraft tapes released just so the Bob Kraft tapes would be released and he'd lose power? Well, I, like, think, I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I think that that's you know, justified in his case, though. I know, do. Like, <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> like, do. Yeah. Uh, Brett Burnett uh, says the real problem is the media messing with people and their mental health. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not like, but we glorify people like ye for this or yeah. yay or whatever. But anyway, so crazy story. The uh, athletic director at uh, at Utah State has resigned, and it's I I, I mean it's, it's shocking. It's it's, it's it but is I shocking. Think, but uh, part of me is like, is it really that shocking though? Like, is it really? It, are we really surprised if another sexual scandal happened at a college campus? Like, dude, the guy like, from from the curling association got <clears throat> yeah, out. perfect example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know seriously, what I mean? like, you know what I mean? Like, we this happens all the time, and 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 it just is a matter of time before guys like that AD are are going to get caught. I, I yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's too the bad. The Me Too movement started it, and it's just still being uncovered. Yeah. You look at what happened with soccer. Like, it's just still being totally uncovered. So I think that those people who are complicit, they're starting to hightail it out. Facts. Yeah, I don't know what you do there. I really don't. By the way, speaking of Taylor Swift this morning, she announced the Euras tour. Yeah, did you see starting that she... Starting from March uh, 2023. I, think, I can't God. remember the exact stat. I'd have to Google it again. Can, but we, she get, had, can we get tickets right now? She had all 10 tracks on the top 100 for... 
for a while, I guess. Apparently, She's what like am I? Uh, okay, yeah. what am I? What yeah. am I? What am I missing on Taylor Swift? Because you just I don't, don't listen to her music. You don't relate with her. But it's she not relates that, with it, millions of people. Actually, actually, it's not that I don't re- listen to her music because I do. In the past, I did, but I just. I don't I don't view her I I think her new music I'm not a fan of. I don't think she's hot. Like there are people like, oh she's so hot. I maybe she's just not my slice of pie. I don't know. I'm missing something on her. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but She's I mean, she's a star. There's no way around it. Like I think she is. She she's a hundred percent a star and I think people look up to her and like, yeah, maybe maybe, you know, you or someone else or whatever don't particularly find her that attractive by star standards but i think you know obviously millions of people do there's know? a there she's been she's one who you know I mean, there's quite a few people who've had a sip of that drink i mean yeah, she tends around. to she tends to be difficult who is she Hasn't dated she had she's had a long-term kind of boyfriend for a no, while no yeah a guy but they're very super private about it <clears throat> i don't know to be honest with you. I don't think so. I mean, it, 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 it is, I could be wrong. Um, who is, like, you just search and the, a list of her boyfriends come up. Um, Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn have been dating since 2016. I told you. For, uh, she's had this long-term boyfriend, but they're very private. Okay. May, well, hey, maybe. Um, Can I get the facts drop? I, I, I mean, facts. Oh. Uh, Joe Jonas. Facts. Joe Jonas from July 2008 to October 2008. Right. Lucas Till. I don't even. Who's Lucas Till? March 2009 to April 2009, he and Taylor Swift dated. Taylor Lautner, quote, the fall of 2009. John Mayer. <laughs> what did I tell you? John Mayer. Oh. Uh, December 2009 to February 2010, dated uh-huh. Taylor Swift. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh-huh. Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow, I had no idea he worked under the hood. Uh, October 2010 to January 2011. So, like, dude, she just throws dudes in the blender. Like, she these are not long term. And now she's been with one guy for a long time. Calvin Harris mm-hmm. from February 2015 to May 2016. Harry Harry Styles, yeah, Connor Kennedy, never heard of him. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Hey, you know what? Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe Taylor Swift is the bee's knees. I don't know. Are you paying to see a Taylor Swift comment or concert rather? No, I'm you not. Know. But I mean, she has millions of fans. So yeah, let's see. Uh, Gumbylicious says music went downhill since Tupac went into witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. That's the best. Is comment. that what we're calling Bonnie, it? Please. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kelsey Hamer gives us a $5 tip hey. and says uh, Monty, who predicted the Jazz, uh, Utah Jazz with Gobert and Donovan is the same team as well as coach group of nobodies. Haha. Ha. That's why this team is just as good. I don't understand. Monty, who predicted Utah Jazz with Gobert and Donovan as the same team as well as. As a well-coached group of nobodies, I don't know what that means, that but I appreciate the Gobert five. Gobert and Donovan would be just the same team as a, a well-coached group of nobodies. That could be. Did we predict that? I mean, I always said they weren't tanking. 
They're not tanking. We've, we've said that. Mike Phil- Phillips says, I think Taylor Swift is incredible. Amazing songwriter, outrageously versatile, and ridiculously prolific and hardworking. She does tour a lot. Uh, Barfing Chickens, I looked it up. There is literally a bro- brothel in Elko that's like three and a half hours of drive. There you go. Wow. Okay. Go get uh, some. Kelsey Hamer says, shout out to Eminem. I do mm-hmm. like me some Eminem. Mike Phillips says, I'm 51 years old, man. He's a 51-year-old man. Okay. That's what, look, I don't judge people that go to pros. I mean, that's up to you, but that's not my thing. No, but I just wish we wouldn't shame people for it. Oh, like, we totally shame people for it. And, like, let's just be honest about, like, people are so weird about sex. Like, dude, that's why we have so many problems with it. If we were just honest about it and, you know. I think the issue that we have with sex is that, I think we view it as a power trip. I think we we teach young men to hang medals up on the wall and put notches in their belts. Mm-hmm. I think we are an incredibly pornographic society. I think porn is so readily available. Mm-hmm. Social media is so sexualized. But, I mean, it, it, it we created the issues that we have. But the reason why porn is so popular, because you can hide it, hide it in your bedroom, Hide it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Hide it in the dark. That is it. Just continuing to to. Cause but why the are issue. we embarrassed by pornography, though? Like, and, and again, I'm the guy who says pornography is a great destroyer of men. Mm-hmm. I truly think if you're a, a regular consumer of porn, you you will likely have a dysfunctional sex life. That's just my but opinion. That's because you're perpetuating the dysfunction by watching it. Yeah, I'm not saying that there can't be, and actually, that there there's some. Some movements that are uh, like healthy, like kind of healthy porn or normal porn, where it's actual like normal people, but not like yeah the way the porn. And I think that what we do is you can hide it, and it just perpetuates the issues. Yeah. And so people just need to be more honest and open, and and I think the conversations need to change. Porn. I don't know that it's the great destroyer of men. I think it just continues to perpetuate the problem. You're not dealing with your issues if you are addicted to something. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think the the interesting thing to me is we shame we shame like how many men would readily admit they watch pornography? I I, I think most I, men would deny it, especially in I our just community. Don't think it's where men the, we like to talk about it. <coughs> but I like it or like in general. I think in our community where where there's so many people in the church, I think it's off it's a difficult <laughs> conversation. Yeah. And I think that when you look at pornography, it's it's again, do you realize all the problems we have are the problems that hang out behind the dumpsters in the dark alleys? I mean, this is not like you look at we were just talking about this thing at Utah State. Like I we are so dysfunctional about sex in this country because we won't talk about it. We won't be open and honest and say the things we like because we know that if you're at all a sexual deviant, you're going to get you're going to get judged. I like yeah. listen. I don't care. Are you a cross dresser? Are you like? Do you have some fetish? Like I don't care what you do behind closed doors. Yeah. I I, I just don't. And I don't I don't think that watching pornography should necessarily be something that condemns you. But I just don't, I don't know why we can't talk about it. I don't know why we can't because have. Because I think there's judgment. That's why people don't yeah. like, it's not what, so what would be, 
in any conversation, what's the incentive of bringing something up or talking about something if you're just going to yeah. be judged? There's not. It's not a two-way street. You're basically just admitting something that you're insecure about only to have the other person judge you and say you're an idiot. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've gotten less communal during the pandemic. I think we, are, we have fewer friends. We have fewer relationships. We have fewer everything. So, I don't know. I just think it's so funny that... We go through all these stories and I, I look at people like Trevor Bauer with the Dodgers or, you know, you look at Deshaun Watson, like these guys have lost tens of millions of dollars because of sexual dysfunction. Yeah. I mean, it's but amazing. also because they are hiding it. They are trying to hide the sexual dysfunction mm -hmm. and then it comes out. And, and Trevor Bauer, at least he kept receipts, man. Like yeah, well, I mean, you put yourself alone yeah, with a Padre that, fan in a house. It, it almost felt like for Trevor, he didn't even try to. Like, he didn't try to hide it. He was it. kind of brash but about it almost, but he's paying still, the price. Yeah, still pay, He's paying the price. the price. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah I don't think he ever pitches in the majors again. I could be wow. wrong. We'll see. But, I mean, uh, Trevor Bauer, the Dodger pitcher who was accused of really bad sexual assault that eventually was dismissed. And I'm pretty sure they still have his and, rights. Yeah, and MLB, you know, suspended him for two years anyway. Uh, but I look at Deshaun Watson, who gets suspended for 10 games or whatever it was. Right. And he's got you know. 25 or more. I don't remember. 26, what I think it's up to Total now. number is. But anyways. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. You have yeah. one more story or is that it? Uh, the only other thing that I had was I I'm super excited to hear that we're front runners for the Olympics. Yeah, this is an and interesting one. Like, are people excited about the Olympics, the Winter Olympics potentially coming back to Salt Lake? 2030 uh, Winter Olympics is what we are in the running for. And really, it's only Salt Lake City and Sapporo, uh, Japan, that are the front runners for the, the Olympics. I, I mean, obviously, exciting. yeah, we're sitting in a building that obviously is rich in tradition in, in yeah. the Olympics. I mean, the Maverick Center is where hockey figure skating was. And there's actually a wall downstairs where the uh, one of the locker rooms was. That's signed by Gretzky, Lemieux, like all Marty Brodeur, like all of these amazing Canadian the hockey Canadian, players. Yeah, yeah, like the the greatest Olympic hockey team ever. Like I, I would love to have the Olympics back here. I've never gotten to go to the Olympics, um, and I am somebody that absolutely is. I, I would just. I think everybody should experience an Olympic Games once in their life. Yeah, yeah. A lot it, of people have. Obviously, it was here before. So yeah. a lot of people. I'd love to know what people are saying. One of the great things that they're talking about, the reason why we are one of the front runners, is that actually they don't believe it would cost taxpayers any extra money. Uh, and I had no idea about this, but apparently there's a huge fund that um, is put aside after an Olympics in order to maintain the facilities. So we've had that fund. And then there's another large fund that um, is, is already uh, there that would also help to keep it from causing uh, Utah taxpayers to pay more money. I, think I would awesome. do it. I would love it. But, you know, it does make it crazy. It does. It, it, it is difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. No, it's not everybody's piece of the pie, but I'd love to know what people think. I would be excited about it. I would be excited to have. Um, I'd be excited to have it, you yeah. know, and I, I think it's one of those things where. I think it, I think the Olympics is good for our community. I don't think it's good for Sochi, Russia. I don't think it's good for Brazil. It was a disaster in Brazil. Yeah. I think for our community where we have the infrastructure and we have the history of it and we have the mountain communities and we have places like the Maverick Center and we have Vivint and 
I think it would be a really, I think it would really bring a lot of people. Yeah. I think it would bring a lot of people here. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, and I think there's a lot of people and I don't know what the people listening to the show think, but I think the Olympics would bring a lot of people back. I think yeah. the Olympics would be exciting for a lot of people. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely love to have it. All right. Well, Mrs. Monty, good to see you as always. Good to see you. Um, are, so I guess we need to make a decision. What? Are we doing lotto tickets I don't tomorrow? know. Do you feel like it? Do you want your nap? I do feel you, like it. I, like? I Well, I mean, I'm... That's I, the conversation. Hey, man, one way or the other, I got to take a nap today. I got like... I, I don't even know what my sleep app says I got yesterday. I mean, if we leave... It, what does it take? Two hours, probably? Two and a half hours nine round minute. trip. Two and a half hours round trip. So if we leave at 10, do back it. by noon... Oof. Says I was in bed. I slept five hours last night. Yeah, I mean, if we leave at 10, we can be back at noon, hopefully, you know, and then you're napping from, I don't know, noonish, noon 15, noon 15 to 2.30. Okay. All right, tomorrow we'll have uh, billion-dollar Powerball tickets for you. Uh, We'll have to line that out a little bit, but you'll have to come to Maverick Center. um, Stop by, see the new studio. Mrs. Monty will have tickets for you, and... There you have it. Neville 93 says, yes, Monty Lotto tickets. I didn't get one last time. Let's well, go you, then. You have to do that. Let's go then. You have to do it. Roll the music, Jake, because we got to go. Thanks to all of our uh, friends at The Advocates. Um, thanks to all of our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash, Papa Murphy's Pizza, uh, everybody at Barbecue Pit Stop, who we told you about, bbqpitstop.com. Without them, we couldn't do this show. Tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.